Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Osprey, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Kershaw's ERA? Dang, no, because uh, uh, he only went up one run in that game and won game one. Uh, but if you average all his putting no, just kidding. <laughs> there was Dang, a great debate. Uh, welcome to WrestleCast Radio, by the way. Um, 
great debate. I don't know if you caught it. I meant to text it to you to be like either podcast it or watch it on replay or whatever. But talking about Shaw's, you know, how there's playoff Rondo and how there's playoff Kershaw. You know, mm-hmm. one's great, one's not so great. And then the the new baseball analyst, who's not uh, Buster Olney or, or the other awesome Tim Kirchin, who, who mad respect for both of them. Um, it was the new guy that they have. He's kind of like in his thirties. He always wears like a suit. He has cool stuff in the you know in his background of his Zoom. Um, but he was just <laughs> like Max Kellerman was so anti Kershaw, and he was like Max, you got to get off this high horse. Hell, everyone has to get off this high horse about playoff Kershaw. You know, like to, you know, just, just get over it. He's a fantastic pitcher. He's like, he's not one that goes long in the innings, you know, like Verlander. So, of course, Verlander is going to get more of that credit, you know, for mm-hmm. winning championships. But, you know, for his teams to win championships, he's like, no, Kershaw still is the best, you know, when it, when it comes down to it all. So, I thought it was, it was pretty good to go back and forth and to see Kellerman pretty much just get shut down and shut <laughs> up, you know, for a few minutes. I think that's the one knock on him too is is people don't realize it's the coach. The the coaches yeah. assume he's Superman and just leave him in there when if they took him out like they should half the time none of this would happen. They might already have a ring by now. Yeah. But they you know, on on Tuesday they got to about the sixth inning or whatever, his velocity came down a smidge and they pulled him right away and that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'd be a whole because if you look at his ERA until the sixth inning, it's like under two for the most part. I think in the playoffs, you know, it it's like and obviously, like you said, regular season. I mean, he's got Sandy Colfax like numbers. He's oh yeah, he's yeah. the Mike Trout of our generation is in pitching. Like he might be one of the greatest top five pitchers ever regular season. But you know, they they leave him in there thinking it's a it's a that's a horse. Definitely of this era, he has to be the best, mm-hmm. right? Like this era, meaning you know, let's say twenty or two thousand five to now, or twenty ten to now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's just if you look at these last eight divisional titles that they've won, I mean, he's won an MVP. In eight. There. Yeah, true, very true, very true. But um, where where do you place Verlander on that list as well? Oh, he's got to be one of the top 10 pitchers of our generation, I think. Maybe top 15, top 10, top 15, right around there. I'd have to really think about it because, I mean, you got Maddox and Schilling and, you know, Clemens. And, I mean, there's a lot of pitchers. And I, but, I mean, Verlander's done it on two teams, which is hard to, hard to do. And in the twilight of his career, he redid it again with the Astros like that, which is pretty pretty outstanding. You know, to think about as he as he got older, he got better. So I don't know. I it's just oh, it's it's just such a wide list. You know what I mean? That that you have to have to go through and, and try to figure it out. But it 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 is a good it is a good uh, I'll have to write down type thing. <laughs> but uh, wrestling man. We haven't been on in a couple of weeks. Uh, just every, you know, real life happens to Avathal, and we are so glad that we finally get back to talk. It's G1 season has ended. The climax final didn't incredibly feel like a normal final. Like they worked hard, but it wasn't that that awestruck. Hey, 
Welcome, hey. welcome. <laughs> I uh, I diverted into the G1 because I panicked when when I realized that you got uh, the the drop kick. I got Liriatoed, that is for <laughs> sure. I wonder if anyone, because good God, this was a lot of tournaments, but uh, I wonder over under, Ryan, let's take a guesstimate. With all three tournaments, the N1 from, from Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, of course, the Champions Carnival from All Japan Pro Wrestling, and New Japan's uh, G1 Climax 30. Over under 450 Lariats. Combined oh, with all man. the tournaments. Oh, like well, take a educated guess. Um. Well, let's let's. Okay. I don't have an I'm, answer. I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you. Guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly give you the best guess I can. If you let me number crunch for one second here, um, I just need to pull up Pro Wrestling Noah here because I want to make sure something that I was gonna look at is, uh, so they ran seven shows, or eight. So the N one was eight nights. Um, and they were doing, I think, four tournament matches a a show. No, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Six. Wow. So you had eight nights of that. You had, I think, seven of the carnival, and you had nineteen. So I mean, you're looking at what is that? Forty-four shows. If I did the math correctly, yep. that's. I mean, that's eleven lariats a night. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! I'd say I take the over. Oh, gotcha. I mean, even if you average 10 a show at 44, that's 440. And we damn know, I mean, in a Zeus match alone, um, you're going to get about, I I don't know, 25 (laughs) and an average? Well, I mean, the amount that... Okada's not in that camp anymore. He's not in that 25 average anymore. That's what we'll discuss. I I think uh, I think he clotheslined uh, Eichmann like night three or whatever about thirty <laughs> times himself. I mean he closed him so many times he beat him with a chop to win. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Shingo and Ishii probably did double lariat spots six times in a match, so that's twelve. I mean, yeah, I would definitely take the over, and I think that's an awesome stat. I wonder, we, we got to talk about that pro wrestling musings, uh, Craig, I believe his first name. Maybe we should see if he's uh, not doing anything during this uh, extent of the pandemic. Just to be like, hey, how many lariats standing or, or otherwise diving in Zeus's case? Pumping bombers for sure have to be included. Hell, we'll throw in Taichi's X-Smasher. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just insane to to kind of think. Do you think damn near close a thousand with all three tournaments? I'm gonna go like six hundred. Six hundred, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good number. <laughs> yeah, because ha- I mean, Hashi's not throwing any lariats, that's for sure. I, I think he's trying to. They just don't look very good. <laughs> I think the only person that didn't throw a lariat in the G1 was probably Zack Saber Jr. and Yano. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yano's. Done. I mean, how many roll-ups per Yano match average? And that's probably about seven. Yeah, yeah, he probably. I bet you Yano matches conceivably conceivably had close to seventy roll-ups total. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Man, this is this. Are we turning into that three five seven or whatever that is on ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm all I'm I'm game for it, but it's going to be very busy the the next couple of months, that's for sure. So maybe that's uh, something 
down the line here. But speaking of down the line, Ryan, some breaking news uh, yeah. a couple hours ago that you that you were tagging me, and it looks like they are going to do. Of course, they could not do it in 2020. A lot of things could not be done. Uh, but All Japan Pro Wrestling and, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling coming together yet again for the 23rd Giant Baba anniversary show. They do have a date set, Ryan. Uh, of course, April 2nd of 2021 at Karukin Hall. Uh, the show is produced by uh, the ref uh, Kyohei Wada and ring announcer Fumihito Kiyohara and organized by HJT Production. Uh, New Japan, All Japan coming together. Someone mentioned Noah, possibly. The, the, could they be in the run too? Yeah, I, I would think so. And, and um, but, uh, Just for everybody, it's February 4th in, in Japan. I had to look this up. Oh, yeah, I totally too. Yeah, I, I, I did that when I looked at it, and I was like, but the Baba shows are in February. Why are they doing yeah. this in April? And then I looked into it, and I went, oh. I was like, that makes sense now. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> metric system. <laughs> lack thereof. I mean, last year, you know, it was it was listed as, as a joint show with these companies, but, you know, we saw Big Japan guys there. We saw NOAA guys mm-hmm. there. I'm pretty sure there were some Dragon Gate guys there. So I, oh, I finally, my Dotsky Sakamoto run-in will will finally happen with all these wrestlers. <laughs> like I always say with you there via the uh, the text message. I just so it's going to be at Corican. Uh So you know that to me doesn't spell giant show as I thought it was. I didn't know until this article I just opened up that it was going to be at Corican. Okay. I I would think. I'm stealing my expectations to the size of it. Like Cork and Hall in Tokyo is, is a is, is a venue that many places run and do a lot of big angles and spots. But you're looking at sixteen, seventeen hundred fans if they're at full capacity. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not like they're running Budokan Hall or, or the Tokyo Dome or Saitama. So I just I don't know how much we're gonna see. I, I'm just I'm I'm tampering my expectations on not getting like Miyahara versus Okada type thing. Also, uh, breaking news as well coming from Pro Wrestling Noah uh, or our pure Japanese Pro Wrestling uh, gimmick over on Facebook. Friend that group because it's pretty awesome information. They do say Pro Wrestling Noah is expected to be a part of it uh, on February fourth in some capacity. So this leads us to fantasy booking time. I believe Ooh. there was a, uh, a a golden asteroid or golden meteor, whatever the uh, the gemstone might be. But uh, uh, I always butcher his first name. But Kiyomiya, you know, throwing some uh, basically yeah. a challenge to Kazuchika Okada. Obviously, Okada's not in that rainmaker state since he, you know, he's just trying to get the money clip uh, off and running there. But uh, do you think, you know, this this could be a good a uh, good show for that, or do you think they possibly might wait if they do do another joint show like Okada was looking at a super show uh, kind of during the Tokyo Olympics time? I still think that they're going to get a big joint type show to happen. I, I still, I still am holding out hope that that does happen. Um. I mean, maybe maybe they could do it. You know, if you're going to do anything, maybe you throw that into a tag. Like, you give us, um, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Kiyomiya and, and, I don't know, 
I mean, Kaito Kiyomiya and Daisuke Sasaki, and then have them tag against Kazuchika Okada and Yuji Okabayashi, and give us just a banger tag match to tease it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, the tag match would be good. Someone posted also on this thread here a match I didn't know I wanted to see until now. Uh, maybe substitute Ishii's partner, but uh, Ishii and Goto taking on the Violent Giants. <laughs> Shit, give me Ishii and Shingo for a one-time partnership chaos. Lij intermingling to take on the Violent Giants. So that's the match I would love to see. <laughs> the um, uh, Ken Shamrock just told me that he's going to snap. By the way, so I just thought I'd let everyone know. Um, he's going to step into uh, his Bound for Glory acceptance speech with The Rock on Saturday. But uh, I, I literally just pulled nice. this up. This is from how long ago did you have me do this? Is the first question. Uh, let me move this down. This is 19 from years ago. February 8th of this year. I have Tokyo Dome. Dark matches include Minoru Suzuki versus Zeus and the Rattels, Hayata Yohei against Akanamaru and Desperado. Versus Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada. I then lead in with Coach Jesus, Lomoto. Suzuki and Zeus. Wow. Then, wow. then your opener is Daisuke Harada, Hiromu Takahashi, and Koji Iwamoto, which then leads in, if healthy, Naoya Nomura against Takashi Sugera, Jake Lee versus Will Ospreay, the Violent Giants versus Axis, which obviously won't happen anymore, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi against Naomichi Marafuji. Kano mm-hmm. versus Tetsuya Naito, Kaito Kiyomiya versus Kota Ibushi, and Kenta Miyahara versus Kazuchika Okada. So that was back when we made those uh, dream match shows with the three companies. Yep. So, I mean, shit, I mean, what do you want from me? If, if you had any, any compilation anything. of anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's the real answer. That's the real MVP. Um, but what I mean, give, give us a top three. I mean, Kento. Does Kento Okada still have that flair? I would think so. Yeah. I just I don't know how the. I think the ultimately the thing that's going to hold that back is, I don't I don't know how they figure out the finish. I think you got to go like half hour draw because I don't think you want to have either of your guys not win. That's the that's the only thing. Yeah, that but they're not your champions back. per se. Yeah, they're still the faces of your company. But I mean, New Japan seems like they're finally building, you know, other stars, creating newer factions, you know, if you will, where, you know, all Japan, yes and no to that. I mean, so it looks like the old guard is still kind of taking shape there. You know, Junior is doing big things there, but but I think Noah, you know, the the Wrestle One acquisitions and, and whatnot there, it just seems like they're doing a little bit more too. I, all Japan obviously had that too, but Congo and all then, that, that was, was that Wrestle One or they, were they always Noah? They're always Noah. That was all Kano. Okay, okay. So so then, you know, never mind that, that last uh, statement there. But, you know, something where, you know, you do your triple threat, you know, type of matches in that instinct and get a Kano, Naito, and uh, let's just say uh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Do like, do just They did add um, uh, uh, Daiki and Ava were the, the N1 final. I finished that up today. And he was in that eight man where Muda went crazy on Maybach Tanaguchi. That was pretty tight. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, what you could do is like if you if I wanted a fully fantasy book and, and just set it up where like 
okay, here, here's what we're doing, and it's a way you could get Okada Kiyomiya set up for later, is you could mm-hmm. run Miyahara and Okada and have them defeat Kaito Kiyomiya and, say, uh, Tetsuya Endo. Oh. And you could have right. Kiyomiya take the fall. Yeah, and which then builds to that, you know, if they that super show they plan to do, yeah, that, that gradually builds the seeds to uh, into that singles match that we all know and and want. Man, holy crap! Could you think of that Okada and Miyahara against Kiyomiya and Endo? Holy shit! No, honestly, I would like to see because I think they're pretty much the same, even though uh, Kiyomiya is like fifteen years younger. Uh, Kiyomiya and, and a Taking on uh, oh. because of that would be pretty crazy. That's, yeah, that's, then you that had the Spider Man meme for sure on that. Fantasy uh, that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you, or you could even take out Endo. What, okay, what if you did Okada Miyahara against Kiyo Mio and Masato Tanaka? Oh, jeez. I'm good with that. <laughs> You know, then you could you could just have Masato Tanaka take the fall. Or Takashita. You throw Takashita oh, in Kiyomiya. there you go. Yeah, there you I go. I mean, you, you have the young versus the old guard. The four I mean, kings. not saying Miyahara is old or Okada, but for what they've done with their companies to the up-and-coming stars or emeralds or whatever. I'm, I'm going to gonna root for the team that has both first wrestlers with the first letter of their name being a K. <laughs> and already, if you've got Abushi and... Um, uh, Kia Mia, it's the uh, the Golden Emeralds, so it's even a perfect oh! thing. Man, oh, I now I'm I really want this show to be something. Just now you're selling there. merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Are you ready? You gotta get it. Donna and Abushi ain't happening. I don't even think that singles uh, gimmick's happening at Wrestle Kingdom 15, uh, which was announced during the G1 Climax final. Again, going back to two nights. Oh, I read gold. somewhere. I didn't read it, but are they really splitting the double gold dash gimmick? Are they doing away with that? Mm, I haven't heard anything. Okay. Because even this title for even the match at Power Struggle is going to be for both titles again. Do you think? Oh, okay. See, I think they should have just do it, done an IC match with Evil, so then you could at least get a belt on him, draw some heat, and and what have you. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that uh, situation there there pretty soon here, but. Uh, also, some, some fun breaking news here. Uh, the Good Brothers, a.k.a. Uh, Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, uh, officially announced themselves for the uh, World Tag League, uh, which will be coming up here pretty soon there. What? Are they the uh, pretty much go-to favorites? Uh, wait, that's a thing? What's that? That I didn't even – that's dope. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They, they, well, I mean, they were teasing it, and they – Actually, you know, they had that special access uh, talk and chop episode this past Tuesday. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was trying to get it to watch, but the uh, the gimmick, the link wasn't working. Um, so I was going to try it later. But I just saw again on that Japanese pro wrestling. Uh, it looks like they were showcasing New Japan World and all that stuff. Uh, and then it says, <laughs> looks like we might see the good brothers in the World Tag League. Hashtag too sweet. That's awesome. I did not know that, man. That's tight. Um, I, I think I think Osprey and uh, uh, Oka could do some damage in there. <laughs> King Okarn. <laughs> you know, another called him King Okan. 
It's just going to throw everybody off trying to figure that out. <laughs> they are WWE out east. <laughs> just and, uh, switching one 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 vowel. The, the great Ocon with the uh, I I enjoyed it, man. He uh, I liked you know he's he's got Yoshihashi or who was it? Oh, who did he have in that tag match? Who who did Ocon tag with? Was it Yoshihashi? Uh, no, no. Um. Oh, was show. It it was show. Yeah, 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 show. Yeah. I was about to say, it was someone corner, really random. <laughs> and he's just sitting on his head. Black he's getting thing submitted. Is, it was, I, I kind of I dug it. And one thing Demetrius pointed out, because he watched it with me, was uh, as, as simple as it is and subtle, but, you know, in the way of Master Watto, who doesn't make it look good, is Okan uh, kept using his, his hands. Like, he kept making mm-hmm. emphasis that, his, that he had a taped hand, and he was using it as a weapon. And I thought it was good character that, that he yeah. developed with that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When, when he was introduced, um, I, thought, I thought more of a The Sultan type of vibe, which I wasn't digging, uh, a.k.a. pre-Rikishi, which is wild to think he went from that to Rikishi in like a year or two years. Um, but that, that was kind of what I was getting. The, the second time, his you look the great Ocon, um, or what, what, what's his name now? Great Oko. Great Ocon. Ocon. Um, take that, Tony Khan. We are taking shots. <laughs> um, I I liked it. Someone <laughs> pointed out on social media where it was like, hey, he has that odd job, you know, James Bond villain type look. You know, he had that that button down, looked really tight, and then now his gimmick, he he looks like Sia with a uh, drape over his face. Like, where, where are you going with this? But yes, the ring work was a lot better than uh, uh, friggin' Watto, as, as you mm. were to say. <laughs> um, Friend yeah, of so, Jordan Jisco's favorite wrestler. Oh, God. It, <laughs> Master Watto is just a geek. <laughs> He's just such a geek. If they didn't uh, do the hair blue, I'd be fine with it. Be, well, it's like, like, I'm not trying to, like, pick on the guy and, and start any trouble, but like he he's like seriously trying to stare at me and I don't even know if he's like what he's looking at. And he's just and then Aww. he like he does like these weird like head things and he's just moving around and I'm like, just sit still. It's like the first trying... evil uh evil ex boyfriend in uh Scott Pilgrim versus the world in the <laughs> movie adaptation where he's just like doing the Bollywood gimmick. That's what, what I think of. When yeah, I it's, see that. It's, it's, when I, when I he, see Watto, his kicks don't look good, and they're trying to make him throw kicks, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" It doesn't. It's no, not he's not Bushi. He's not Taichi with his kicks. That's for sure. My God, brutality <laughs> in that match. Yeah, uh, Taichi and, and Kota Bushi, I think, did only like one other move than a kick. It was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's get into it. I mean, G1. Uh, I mean, I, I don't oh. think it'll make sense to go match by real match. Quick. Yep. Real quick, I find it hilarious. Watto's not even on the Corkin the show this morning on the road, too. He's <laughs> not even booked. It's Are they going to have excursion his ass again? <laughs> it's, uh, it's being headlined by Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto defending against Duki, Zack Sabre, and Taichi. I will not be watching that. <laughs> Oh, we're getting a hold of a Power struggle looks tough. 
though, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of discuss how we got there. But uh, G1 overall, I mean, of course, uh, his third time making the, the G1 Climax Finals out of the A block, but his second win back-to-back years, Kota Ibushi, yes, yeah. the Golden Star. Uh, and uh, first time in, what, 16 years since uh, Tenzan yeah, won it. Oh, since Tanahashi? Yeah, he won it in uh, 03 and 04, I believe. Ah, okay. okay. Um, so that was uh, a pretty interesting uh, concept there. I mean, finally, he signed. He he didn't win um, either match at the Dome last year. Of course, a lot of speculation uh, going in was, you know, with Jay White's return and Evil, you know, kind of claiming himself as the new Bullet Club leader. Everyone expected the start of the Silver oh, War yeah, there. My bad. And uh, and penciled in, uh, oh, ding that one. I, I, yeah, that. Um, I, I thought it was Tadahashi, and I wanted to go back, and then I started going, I wonder how many people have actually won back-to-back in general. And then I saw Tenzin actually – Holy crap, man. Tenzin won it three out of four years. Yeah, he won quite a bit. Oh, I watched that um, thing they had on New Japan where if you have not, spend that $8 yen um, and subscribe. But they had a really cool like, 20-minute video package of each That's other. Cool. Like, they would show the finish. And it was like I was like, wow, Tenzin and Jono uh, just seems like the most winners ever. Uh, shout out to uh, Masahiro Chono showing out, uh, giving the... the Golden Ace lover, whatever you want to call him, Kota Ibushi, uh, giving him that that trophy there. But uh, I mean, two times back to back, three, you know, two out of three, as I mentioned here. Uh, we all expected that Civil War to start between Evil and White. They swerve, give Ibushi the win here. Hell, they even built Sonata. His uh, block B opponent, which, you know, he starts endless, what, the the first three nights. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they throw him on a roll. The crowd, obviously, behind him. I'm still, you know, not 100% behind Sonata. Something's got to change with the Paradise Lock. Something's got to change with the uh, uh, the Milano Collection move. I can't think of the name. Uh, where he pretty much punch you in the ass as he folds you in the pretzel. <laughs> Um, but like, <laughs> with me, it was amazing. And with that final, that's the new name. I punch you in the ass while photo like <laughs> it's my Zack Saber approach to the name of a finisher. But with <laughs> with with the matchup, yes, it was fresh. I will give New Japan that with not a Bushi. I know a lot of people just like the pace of it, but everyone was like, yeah. But the last five, you know, minutes was. Fantastic, which I will say, fantastic is a little bit, you know, high. Uh, wasn't my favorite match of the tournament, albeit probably wouldn't be my top ten, to be honest with you. But but what did you think of the approach of you know throwing white or red hot Sonata on that role, him beating Naito, him beating people, uh, and you know to essentially get to that final and just coming up just a little short here against the eventual winner. I, I think they're kind of doing what they did with Abushi with Sonata because when you figure this is the third final in a row now for Abushi, lost to Tana, um, and then he's won the last two. And they kind of dangled the carrot, getting him into the final in 2018, and then Kota signed, and then now they've, you know, they're up and running with him. 
Mm-hmm. I think the same thing is, might be the Sonata case is they're trying to dangle the carrot and see if he if he bites. But I don't know. Even like, after this quote unquote failed experiments of evil, it, it's it's hard because you know I watched I watched this match and I would I gave it four. You know it, they worked hard. I'll give them that. Um, it, it was I, a breeze to watch for a Sonata match in this tournament. I was, it, was, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't the same old ish that I expected. Um, I, I didn't mind the the rocket ship that was built or thrown on him, you know, in the latter half of the tournament, but it just mm-hmm. felt so Roman Reigns circa you know 2015 to me, in some ways. But you can't deny the popularity of the guy, so I will, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. And again, the match was was damn watchable, but. I, I would probably put 10, 12 other matches before I ever revisit that again. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it, it, went, it went over 35 minutes and I know that rubbed people wrong. It was the uh, longest match I think you said in the finals history. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Cause the, the other, the, his match in 2018, which was, I think the longest one, even like a flat 35. So, I mean, which is funny. I knew it was going to happen because Kevin Kelly, I watched the, the English translation. Kevin Kelly mentioned the longest G1 final, like two minutes into the match. Like, oh, they're going to break the record. Why else would you <laughs> say? It, here, here was the reason I, I, I scored it the way I scored it was they, they worked. I thought they worked a, a good match. Well, there was, there was some sloppy parts in there and some stuff that kind of bored me. Sonata, Sonata did the Jake Lee where you're suddenly like, He's got charisma. He's interacting with the people. He's showing emotion. He's not a robot. And I really enjoyed how hard it seemed like Sonata worked to look like a star and not just kind of stand around like he did most of the tournament. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Kota Bushi always works hard. And, you know, it's one of those matches where if it would have been... He was selling one leg. Mm-hmm. I, got, I give him credit for that. If... if if you take this match structure and you put in, you know, two other people, if you, if you put like Osprey in Sonata's route this, in, in his spot and let him do this with, with Abusha, it's a five-star match. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it was, it was worked well enough where Sonata was better. It would have been closer to a five-star match because it had, it had the right idea and it was designed to do that. But I think mm-hmm. this is this is what made me realize that Sonata is just not a star to me, and and I know they may think different, and I know they they think it's the same thing they think about Evil with Sonata, I'm sure, but it yeah. just it doesn't work. Evil, you know, they they put him in this spot, and I'm bored to tears watching him in a 30 minute match. I just don't I don't want to see it. I don't care. And with the shenanigans, I I know I I don't have to pay a lick of attention until Dick Togo pulls out the Groot wire. <laughs> and then I can start watching the match. And that's just my only problem with it. And I know in a Sonata match, until he hits that near fall victory roll thing, I yep. really don't have to worry about much. And that's just the bad part about it. Like there's 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 both the same formula where there there's a certain thing that they do that you realize, okay, now they're gonna go to the to the important stuff. Yeah, Whereas, but isn't that a New Japan match all in itself? Like that was the thing watching this is like all the other tournaments 
starts were shortened, obviously, due to tent acquisitions, not being able to fly in, fly out, what have you. New Japan still did that long, you know, 20 man bracket, 30 day uh, tournament. Where, I gotta stop saying that word. Where every match, like, there were some freaking surprises. I mean, Shingo Takagi, Kota Ibushi, for one, as I watched today, which was an awesome oh, match where, yeah. you know, Shingo catches Ibushi and Ibushi has that, oh, shit, look, like I'm caught, made in Japan, one, two, three, where I was like, oh, he's going to do another kick out. I'm on the elliptical and I'm like, I put my hands up, holy shit, the right man won. And I love Jeff Cobb being another example getting, you know, some, some pretty surprise wins. One against yeah. Shingo Takagi, you know, where he had an awesome run where, you know, they, they surprised me in some way. You know, I would say it was a 50-50 split, time where they had your handful of surprises and then it, you just had your same old shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, well, Kazuchika Okada, but I'm well, not well, all the way on that hate bandwagon. Trust me, I'm not on, because I see the virtual, uh, you know, aspects online. About Okada mm-hmm. at this moment, I get the refreshness they're trying to do. I get he does look bored, but I also get he's trying to get people over. He's that aspect of that career where he's trying to make everyone else look good. But damn, your own move, if you're not making it look good, I get it. You're eventually going to get back to that rain make return pop, that road warrior pop at the Dome against Will Ospreay. But damn it, man. Some of that stuff in those matches, I was just like, oh, I don't to wait until 20 minutes in to start following. Well, and, and I think that's what made Okada's run so good for me, is he gradually got better at applying that move yes. as the tournament the- went on, and it, you get to around night 13, and he truly figured out how to how to apply it and use the wrist clutch like the, like the Raymaker to, you know, to get into it and all that stuff. And and it and it was perfect. And then you go, okay, he's telling a story that he's trying something and hasn't figured it out. And now that he's figured it out, he has different ways to, you know, right around the Taiichi time. He's, yes. you know, he, he gets the stoppage finally with Taiichi because he's losing his first matches because he doesn't he doesn't get it yet. He can't figure out how to do this. I never that is that point of view. That that's wonderful. Great, great, great statement. And then, so then as you're watching the Okada matches, they get better. And so where people are going, oh, he's, he's lost a step now. It's no, he's intelligently telling a story how he's <laughs> yeah. just not good enough to do this move yet. And then when he figured it out, he starts knocking people off like this. They're getting out of yeah. it. He's countering, doing, doing wrist clutch, lariats, turning it back into it. You know, he, he counters, uh, I, can't, I, I don't remember what, Taichi did. Taichi had him. I'm not even going for Black Mephisto. And he threw him out of it. And he, sp- no, no, it was the Osprey match. Osprey goes for the Stormbreaker or whatever. And he somehow counters out and flips out of it. And now he's upside down and back on his feet. And he has him in the hole. And you're mm-hmm. like, how the hell did he do that? And it's because <laughs> he figured it out. And now he knows how to apply this move. And now he's coming for your ass, Will Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that's why like I loved the the, the story of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was the journey of the the money clip because uh, you just the man that makes it rain money knows how to do every move. But I mm-hmm. again getting that, that that point of view there, yeah, that's that's a and, good journey. 
and now you could take it two ways. Is now you can you can successfully say that Okada has now came up with three finishing moves to beat people with that are successful. Yep. So he's he's improved himself even greater. Now he's going to run the third. Well, he he had that. Remember, he did that like Cobra, that like chicken wing Cobra clutch thing he was doing for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So now you know he's softening people up with that because it's been strong enough to actually beat people. Now he's got the money clip, and if he really needs to pull it out, he still has the Rainmaker, which mm-hmm. he gave you a glimpse of in that Hiromu match back in the yes. New Japan Cup to say, don't don't worry, I still have this. But I'm just, I don't need it. I don't need to use it yet. Trying something new. But it's and, like, it's like if Steve Austin would, would venture away from the stunner. Like, you know, if he reverted back to the million dollar dream. Yeah, you know, like. It, if, but it's like, and I don't want this to, you know, I'm not trying to make it apples to oranges, but that's just so different. Yeah. You know but what I'm, I mean? I'm like, just saying, like, you have a popular wrestler. You want him yeah, to do yeah. that finisher. I mean, granted, he started by doing the Million Dollar Dream as a ringmaster, eventually into the stunner. But, you know, just say a reverse. He started with the stunner, and then he just started applying a super hold. You're like, what? Yeah. There's no, you yeah. know, gravitas to that or excitement. You know, it, it, and I could see that, too. Like, like look, at, look at it like John Moxley. He, uh, you know, he figured out another way to do um, the Death Rider or whatever it's called, like uh, the, the DDT, or Chris mm-hmm. Jericho uh, changing his game up and throwing in the Judas effect to give himself the Lion Tamer and the Codebreaker yep. with the Judas effect because he knows what this new the I think he does it sometimes. Okay. But So here's my other thing with the Okada, with doing the money clip, is now it's established, it's over, he gets to run through doing it and say Wrestle Kingdom 16 is when they finally decide to do the, the Naito Okada match or if they decide to run with Ibushi, which I think could very well happen because he's 38 years old. And you got, if you're going to, you know, you, you paid him all this money, he's on this like 20 year contract or whatever the hell it is. I think there's a good shot. He leaves with the title and then he goes to face Okada at 16 is, can you imagine the pop? When he's in the center of the ring and has that money clip on at Wrestle Kingdom 16 for the title, if he goes for it, the crowd's going to lose their shit because he's just taken 16 months to establish it. And in your end game, with the way that I, I feel that's how New Japan thinks and Gato and Okada then think is, they're, they're two moves ahead going, how am I going to continue to get this guy over a year after he wins the title or a year after Wrestle Kingdom when you know, he continues to run Naito as champion? Well, what Jesus. if I have a new move mm-hmm. and I can take a year to build it up and then when I apply that and then throw in some Rainmaker counters and get back into it, the place is going to lose their mind because they don't know if he's going to get out of it or not. Oh, man. That's like, I... so that, that's the way I took the Okada run in this tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, he's so new not knowing how to do this that he loses his first three matches. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's the learning curve for sure. And then, like you said, when he was popping, knocking dudes, you know. Or he beat you, Drill. Shingo was, uh, that was just so good. Where yeah. That's where I was like, oh, he sold it. I, mm-hmm. I think it also obviously involves the size of the head. Like when Deuce does his uh, horribly uh, painful looking uh, neck wrench uh, to his <laughs> opponent, 
it depends on, you know, how they sell, how they look. Like, Suwama, in, in some instances, can, can do that really well. You know, or, or Kento Miyahara. I think it all varies on that, but you could totally see the progression of the yeah. as the tournament, you know. And, and that's what, what's great about Trump. You know, you mentioned that. You, you know, look at what happened in the in the final when he got it on Miyahara at the beginning. He squirmed like a like a insect trying to get the hell out of that ring because he yeah. saw what, what Zeus was able to do with this new move. And the crowd immediately kind of I mean, you know, they weren't they weren't cheering, but you could hear some gasping, like, Oh no, he's already gonna beat him. <laughs> yeah. And that's the power of an effective submission like that. And I just the story that these guys can tell in New Japan just makes me think, man, you know, he he beat Yujiro night two, so he's one and two. I, I thought he went to oh and three. Um but you know, he he didn't even make him pass out. Yujiro just tapped, like, ah, you know. But then he you know, he gets in there with Jay White and Jay White who already has this number to begin with goes, mm, nah, bro, you ain't beating me. And he puts him out of it. He goes for that money clip and he counters right into the Blade Runner and just says, get the hell out of here. You know, he tries it tries with Kota Bushi and Abushi goes, mm, I'm going to win this tournament. You're not beating me with this joke movie you don't know how to do yet. And and then he's going, you know, what the hell do I got to do? Then he gets in there with Taiichi and he figures out a good counter and actually makes him pass out and go. And, and then now you see, okay, now he's kind of got that, that going. He gets to night nine, does it with Suzuki. Suzuki's like, mm, not yet, kid. So he has to find another way. And he gets him with that, you know, he counters that backdrop into a pin. Mm-hmm. Um, has to do it again against Jeff Cobb because he doesn't have the, the strength to do it against Cobb. So then he gets into the shingle match and he starts setting up moves based around it to soften him up. And then he gets mm-hmm. it in and then he wins. And you can kind of see then, okay. And he starts to get it in. He gets in there with Tomohiro Ishii. And he does it again, and he's got it tighter, and it's and it's and it's more snug. And you could see Ishii's eyes open, like, "Oh my God, this, I, I, I didn't think it was this tough." And then he gets in there, <laughs> you know. It just it, it it the progress just kept going. It was awesome. It was such a good story. That was like my biggest takeaway from the tournament was once again Okada was able to, to reinvent himself in a in a another light, and he, you know without stupid balloons, without you know depressed mm-hmm. Okada. You know, he just he figured out another way to do something, and now he's got another weapon that he's got three falsies he can throw at you now. <laughs> so that was oh, stress me out even worse. That Ishii match, I, I, my final notes is like Rainmaker drastic money clip. Ishii is out, Red Shoe stops it. It's like pushing Roman Reigns bad out of Mania 33. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So those were my thoughts, but no, I, I, I thought a lot of people every wrestler had a, what's that? Know, so a lot of people don't agree with my take and thought on it. I, I'm sure anyway, you know, I just, I, I'm analyzing it as how, how would Gato be booking this? Mm-hmm. How would Okada be doing this? And then take those little things and go, oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's all going to lead to a sudden rainmaker. I mean, when it comes down to it, like you said, he's going to deep down and he's like, okay, this is what I to beat him. You know, it doesn't have to be now. It doesn't have to be during the tag league or this year's dome. I mean, whenever it happens, it happens when he brought back the trunks. So it's it's gonna get a massive uh poppy regardless. Uh every wrestler like had their journey storyline in this. Uh speaking of moves, uh one of my favorite storylines was uh the Tokyo Pimp uh trying to hit pimp juice that, you know didn't hit it until 
last match until finally he got his first win against Jeff Cobb uh, in in that final night in the A block. I thought that was uh, a damn good story. <laughs> yeah, good, good booking too because you know usual looks like he's going to lose every single match, um, and then in in that extremely convoluted uh, bracket. Jeff Cobb God, needed to good. lose. If, if Cobb didn't lose and beat Udro, he had the tiebreaker. There, there was a you had to go to a three-way tiebreaker with Osprey White and Okada. Mm-hmm. And because Cobb beat Osprey, it would have eliminated Osprey just Osprey, by his yep. So, like what? every match, you know, kept going in that role, which was which was so good about it, you know. And it's, that that's that that goes back to the the evil Sonata thing. Jay White and Big Tom Ishii from that night, like it, it didn't. There was no formula there, and we got an amazing outcome with a brainbuster for a finish. When you watch those main events on the B block, most of the nights you knew you had to wait for something to happen before you knew it was going to end. <laughs> That's very like, true. I, B block I, was, I was just fully stacked. Like where did where, where did I where was I sitting here? Um, evil or. Uh, like Evil and Goto, I went three and a quarter because Goto I thought worked really hard and they had some fun at the beginning. But like, mm-hmm. I w- it says winner, uh, Evil via Evil move. Like I didn't even care what it was called anymore. <laughs> evil versus <laughs> like whatever. Can... Yeah, you're gonna get the chair shot. You're gonna get the uh, the throw him into the guardrail and then everything is evil and that paradise uh, lock whatever gimmick. E- evil defeat Kurosh Tanahashi. <laughs> Evil via evil move. Okay. I, I don't need no. I knew there was a Groot wire and then it was going home. <laughs> it, just, it just was bad. It, it wasn't. It I mean, I will White. say with the B block, Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. Nido, we talked about uh, Jake Lee looked refreshed. Nido looked like, okay, they've given me the ball. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to have fun. It was uh, Saturday, uh, Tetsuya Naito Fever with the suits every <laughs> match. Uh, he was down. He was taking his time. He looked, like I said, like he was having fun, like he was back into it. Maybe his knees felt great. I mean, I'd say Naito put on damn good matches in, in that block. So I was very happy to see that. Juice was good. I mean, it's Zack Sabre Jr. So, I mean, awesome. He's talking like, shit throughout the tournament, but Juice was was great. Man, I, I went four and a quarter on Juice and Naito. I loved it. I thought it was awesome, man. I was they like, have oh, a crap. good low-key, good series of matches with those two. Because you always expect, not a squash, but, yeah, I mean, Juice Robinson, you're just like, oh, shit, he's going to win. <laughs> you know, he's going to knock the teeth out of Naito's mouth it's, with it's that left hand. Where it, feels like, um, it feels like Naito likes him. It's competitive. With those two, like, like it's one of those things. Like I, I watch it, and I'm like, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like he wants to be in the ring. Like he like he goes, hey, I want to work juice. I like working this kid. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, but I mean, even look at uh, I went three and a half on juice and Yoshihashi. I don't think I've ever had a, anything with three involved in it with Yoshihashi. Bro, I was gonna say my real MVP of this G1 Climax 30 tournament was Yoshihashi. In every match, I did not skip with him. Every match was tolerable. Every match told a story. He had fire, grit, passion. His moves were on point. Karma. I'm like, oh, he's going to hit karma. Wait, the butterfly lock. I'm knowing his moves. You know my hatred. It's almost as bad as Conrad Thompson's <laughs> Brutus the Barber beefcake. 
uh, expletive I'll leave out. But I used to say Yoshi Hashi no more. That is gone. I, I was looking at Yoshihashi shirts and I was disgusted with the uh, plethora of Yoshihatsu shirts on oh, the right. new All Japan uh, site <sighs> over at Pro Wrestling Tees. But you can pick up Cast Radio shirts only starting at nineteen ninety nine Pro forward slash WrestleCast. But I was all like, damn, he just from from my 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 disrespect, my hatred of him, I, I love how even the announcer would shit out of him over the last couple of years. Like, here's Yoshiashi tripping, breaking his nose. People thought his career was over to now again, <laughs> having that excitement in in his matches, whether it's against fellow Chaos members or, or against evil bastards like a Zack Sabre Jr. or a Kenta. Um, I, I thought everything worked out in his favor, and I thought he was definitely a highlights uh, for me and hopefully a lot of people uh, coming out of this tournament. Man, I will never forget where Yoshihashi ran down that apron trip and banged his head off the, the ring and he gets in the ring and he's just bleeding. <laughs> he gave himself a gut scratch. Yeah, and, then, and like, Jay Light's just like, uh, you gotta get out of this ring. <laughs> he's just like, uh, uh. Like, Speaking I mean, of stars, uh, I mean, yeah. Jay definitely too. I mean, like they, we're talking they, about they, the phone. They, the evolution. They're, they're sitting there, and and he's he's right now. He's at the point where it's it's eleven fifty nine on Black Friday, and at twelve o'clock the doors open, and he's standing right in front of that door. And when they open it, it's time for him to go. He is just going to fly through that thing because he just mm-hmm. white hops through this tournament. I mean, he was. Just fantastic. And I didn't go, you know, I, I went four and a half and I, I, a part of me feels like I should go higher, but I didn't. Jay White, man, doing the job to, to Tomohiro Ishii on the last Ishii, night yep. was so awesome and so good. And he's just, his character work has just gotten so good. And him and Gato didn't overdo it. Gato would kind of just kind of peek his head in. And if the wrestler was stupid enough to follow him, he'd back up and he'd get popped in the back. You know, it, it was just enough. Do you think that's a collaborative call with Gato and White, or is that really a Gato thing? I think Gato pitched it, and, he, and Jay White was probably like, yeah, I'll do whatever you guys want. And I bet you – Well, yeah. It, it's like Okada. They just the, – the, the chemistry has, has just grown with it. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think – you know, I, we talked about this on the phone yesterday. When Jay White goes baby, I think Gato goes with them. I think they – I don't think they have Gato turn on him. I just think it'd be dumb to have Gato turn on him because then what are you going to have Gato do unless somebody else comes in to take his spot? But there really isn't anyone to do that other than That's the Super Juniors, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nice case of talking, baby. Let's go. I'm going at it right now. <laughs> I, ah, man, I, I hope, like, I hope, just what I said last night, I hope this is how we get a new faction going. And it's mm-hmm. you know it's David Finley, Jay White, Daisuke Sasaki joins. Um, oh, you know, oh, there. Uh, uh, speaking oh. of new factions, it looks like we did one entitled what? What did you call it? the Empire? The, the Kingdom? Empire. Yeah, they're the Empire. So, is that a Roman Reigns thing? I know it's not, <laughs> but I mean, it's just come on. Uh, of course, one of the big storylines coming out of the uh, penultimate. Yeah, I'd say the final night of the A block there. 
uh, was Coach Golkata taking on a stable mate of chaos, Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin. Now, I mentioned uh, a few shows back where, you know, Ospreay, for the first night, cuts a promo. He's like, first match of the night. Cuts a promo. I was like, wow, he's really heelish. I was like, what do you think, a heel Ospreay? Like, no, he was just saying, hey, welcome back, guys. Hey, I'm Will Ospreay. I was like, I don't know. His demeanor just seemed real dickish. And then, uh, lo and behold, you know, he brings uh, B. Priestley, uh, you know, formerly of AEW, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming back, coming back with stardom since she's back in Japan. Um, yeah, but uh, a strap already over there. Oh, Jesus. Um, so she comes out to distract. She's saying, you can beat Osprey, which I loved. How, you know, it was, you know, Osprey's never been, you know, good enough to beat Okada. Except he did once. Um, and I'm all like, okay, be please here. Interesting. Cool. And then that's when, again, we get the great Karn doing his best uh, James Bond villain with the uh, the shirt, the claw, and those razor sharp teeth, by the way, which is amazing. Uh, but again, the big thing is Osprey gets the like you mentioned earlier. But after the match, he's just straight fucking off Okada. Expletives that you can fully hear. You, <laughs> FU, you've held me back. Fu, I'm better. Uh, so again, a a, a different uh, side to the uh, aerial assassin there probably went with all that muscle he packed in. But uh, this could be the form of a a pretty good uh, faction. Of course, there was only two at the current moment. Who else would you like to see them kind of bring in there for the empire? I, I, like I you were mean, saying. You know, does Phantasmo? Ah, see, but I'm, I mean, Phantasmo makes sense. I, I, maybe they bring Robbie Eagles over. Oh. You know. So he goes he back from back. like almost turning heel, being to jumping out because he's like, I'm good. To then. <laughs> well, who knows that they're heel though? I mean, to be fair. Oh, they're heel. Like Ocard yelling at people uh, in backstage promos. Ospreys. You know, he, oh man, I I I like it. I really do. It, you know, yeah. It, it, I mean, you know, once again, now it sets up, and you know, you get the opportunity. If you, you can pull the trigger on Jay White whenever you need to now, because you you got a heel that you can establish it. Mm-hmm. You know, God, the it, series of matches with them. Uh, you were saying, you know, make it kind of like a Rev Pro based type of. Yeah, you uh, have the allegiance. Oh nah. man, okay. You you want to you want to you want me to get real crazy with you? Here here here's the team you bring in, and they can do world tag league. Put Aussie Open with them. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just go, just do that. Just put Aussie Open with them. Sold. Get it done. God, get it done. <laughs> I, I'm looking back at this just because I couldn't remember wins. Uh, Daisuke Sasaki, if he if he randomly showed up, if he loses to Endo and shows up, uh, it'll be his third best of the Super Junior. He only has three wins his in his third. Yeah, he uh, 2011 and 2012 he did it. Um, he he beat Hiromu, who was the young boy in the tournament, and Jado in 20, 2012 and in 2011 the only person he beat was Gato. <laughs> so he's beat the he beat the Bookers and, and then that's at funny. least they didn't dust. The situation, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I thought because I thought he was in 2010 with um with with uh, Andrade and and 
Oh, Davey Richards, but he wasn't. I thought that was the one he was in. What? I God, I got to go back to watch those. That just seems crazy. So 2010, it was uh, Coda. The, the A block was Tiger. Or Tiger Mask got hurt, but it was Gato, La Sombra, who's Andrade, Kushida, Liger, Davey Richards, Prince Devitt, and Kota Ibushi. And then the this B block was. Side. The, yeah, that was, <laughs> the 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 B block was uh, no, uh, Nobu Yoshiashi, who was Yoshiashi as a young boy, Tamatanga when he was wearing the Tigers, uh, Koji Kanemoto, Kenny Omega, uh, Raisuke Taguchi, Taiji Shimori, and Akira Nogami. Jeez, yeah, oh, it, it, Shimori was a part of that while he was with Noah. There was there was some uh, some th- that was back when they did more talent trading, like like 2009. Mm-hmm. Atsushi Aoki was in it. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, he was because the they were kind of coming back, like you know, they had the Tanahashi run. You know, it was you know kind of the start, the prelude to the Okada era. So I mean, they were mm-hmm. still trying to find their footing. They weren't they weren't the New Japan of like 2016 yet, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking back at some of the like some of the crazy like 2008 Jimmy Rave was in it. <laughs> like that's how much they were strapped for talent trying to trying to make do in there. I mean, you could go back as far as where, where's the craziest one of people that you would never think were in one of these. This is this is back when they were more in their in their heyday of of running more 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 shows. Uh, like 2000 and 2001, a, a young Shinya Makabe was in there uh, before he <laughs> turned into the Naotogi Makabe. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 fun looking back at some of these, but those those mid like the early 2010 decade was they, they were really strapped for a lot of talent. You could tell they were mm-hmm. really reaching out. And that's part of the reason that, that made me start thinking about Sasaki with randomly the loot, you know, if he loses to Endo, he's out of the company. Super juniors is right around the corner. They need talent. That that's kind of what sparked that. And then I started going back, looking at some of these other ones and I'm just laughing at some of these names that were in these tournaments. <laughs> God, 20, 2014, Kushida, Ricochet, Taka, Matt Jackson, Bushi, uh, Lindsay Dara, or Grand Metalik, Jushin Liger, all in one block. The other block was Alex Shelley, Raisuke Taguchi, Taichi, Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, Tiger Mask 4, Desperado, and Rocky Romero. Wow. That's dope, man. Yeah, and it said uh, outside entrance, they even did then. Kenny Omega was considered DDT. Uh, Dorado was considered CMLL and Ricochet was considered Dragon Gate. So I mean they were working with other other ones out. So let's get that teamwork happening again, which uh it looks like Forbidden Door, as we we're talking earlier on the pop culturist, uh might be opening again. You mentioned El Fantasmo, uh amongst a few other Japan members uh hinting full gear and some all elite wrestlers over the last uh, week or so, especially after the Herald Age. Uh, removal or dismissal or step down um, kind of came into place. So yeah, it'll be interesting, kind of, kind of to see what what happens there. And um, my God, I mean, going back to the the tournament structure and the talent, obviously they have it. It seems. I mean, do you think they need to still do like a eighteen, nineteen day uh, tournament that expands, or do you think they should go the all all Japan? Or one route where you know maybe you do shorten the the roster and you do maybe about a, maybe a five to seven day 
type of tournament. I, so I, I'm excited actually for the Super Juniors this year. So it is November 15th to December 11th. So it's going to be full blocks, um, 100% again. But it's going to run uh, at the same time as World Tag League. Same so time. Doing Super Junior and Tag League together. So I think that makes it. I think that could mean they they condense it. But thankfully, what I'm excited about is that means they, it's going to condense down the tag league. I mean, remember last year it was 16 teams in the world tag league and they had 15 matches. I couldn't name more than two. Honestly, I don't think we watched that. Did we? I, I, I I did not. I said, I'm not watching 16, uh, 16, one block. 16. How many, how many teams can you name from the world tag league last year? Alex, not looking at anything. Uh, Besides G.O.D. and uh, uh, Robinson and uh, Finley, uh, none. Out of the heavies, maybe was Lance Archer in it with uh, someone from Suzuki-Goon? Maybe him and Taichi? Yeah, it was him and, uh, him and Suzuki were in it. Suzuki, okay. That would have been fun to watch. So you had Evo and Sonata. You yeah, had- oh, so Juice and Finley tied Evo and Sonata. They each had 26. Tamataga Tangaloa had 24. Uh, Ishii and Yoshihashi had 22. The Dangerous Techers had 18. Suzuki and Archer had 18. Toro Yano and Colt Cabana had 18. <laughs> That's a fun team. Kenta and Yujiro had 16. Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols had 16. Shingo and Terrible had 12. Bad okay. Luck Fale and Chase Owens had 12. Uh, Ten Koji had eight. Makabe and Honma had Goto and Carl Fredericks had six. Tanahashi and Toa Hanare had six. And Nagata and Nakanishi had four. Oh, my gosh. That's a long-ass <laughs> stretch for those guys to just I say, mean, yeah, we're going to give you two wins. <laughs> beat the shit yeah. out of you. They, uh, who did Is that they why beat? you retired? <laughs> They're like, I'm done. They beat so so Nakata and Nakanishi beat Tenzan and Kojima. Of course they did. Of course. Um, yeah. And then uh, they beat Goto and Carl Fredrick. So they beat a young boy. <laughs> like why do you why why do they feel the need to Jeez. do that? Yeah, that's just way too much. I mean, they're not even doing it. Obviously, they're not doing a junior tag league, right? No, doesn't look like because that. that ends like the end of November. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, so that that's no, it goes no. into December 11th. Holy ish. Yeah, wow. dude. This yeah, this this World Tag League, they're doing they're doing a full thing, and I don't I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I mean. It, so know, is it then Power Struggle into Wrestle Kingdom? No, Power Struggle is November 7th. Yep, and then it's the Tag League and Super Junior. And then you're three weeks from the dome after that. But what's your next big show after Power Struggle? Like to get single titles or matches. So is there only going to be one briefcase match with White and Abushi coming up at Power Struggle? Maybe. Well, I mean, hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. That's. I think that might be it. <laughs> I think Someone that might just be the, the done. 
Like thank thank you. Which I mean they're they're allowed to alter, you know, plans since the world has been altered. But um no, I, yeah, that's why I was just like, huh, they're only gonna do one. So yeah, there's and I think that makes it more fun knowing that there's only gonna be one right to challenge match due to the fact that, you know, it could go either way and it will be a home run, you know, either night one or night two at the dome. Uh, come January here. Yeah, someone on the uh, New Japan site on the comments is like, uh, why no tag matches? Has Gato altered his booking style and putting more focus now on singles? Then everyone's like, uh, no, the tag league's like a week later. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm trying to, so I'm going to try to go through the event chronological order. Okay. Um, so you had, you had your Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and then before Wrestle Kingdom was just the road, it was the road to the Tokyo Dome shows. Yeah. Yeah, but we usually get one good match. Was that like a road to show? Because you know yeah. how we got like Omega Bushi taking on uh, Okada and I think it was Ishii or no, was it Okada and Tana? It was uh, um, Okada and Osprey against Osprey. Tanahashi, you know, thank Bushi. you, thank you. And that was um, at uh, the road to the Tokyo Dome. It was like the last cork in a, or like the Christmas cork and show. Okay, because I mean that's, I mean they've had pretty good matches during that time, so that's why I was like, oh, they must have like a big event, like December to this member. Yeah, it, it, I think it helps too because <laughs> I think it helps that the the road to the road to the Wrestle Kingdom shows are usually at Corican, and they always do big stuff at Corican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh so man! It, 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 I mean, we're close enough, so. Are they? It's got. It's got to be a, a bushi. It's got to. It's going to be a bushi Naito, right? I mean, I'm. I'm fine with that. Have they ever uh, battled over the the heavyweight championship? Of course, we know they're IWGP Intercontinental no. Classic clashes. But has it been for the heavy? No. Night. So Naito, when he beat Okada the first time, he had one defense, and it was against uh, Ishii, and then he lost it back to Okada. And then when he won the titles, he defended against Kenta, and then he lost it to Evil, and then won it back against Evil. So mm-hmm. he's only made one title defense on each of these, each of his. Uh, Sasha Banks, jeez. Yeah, I don't even think she got one, but <laughs> she, she had a dream that she could keep it. Um, oh. But, <laughs> you know, so like they've never done that. I think what's because be we've seen White Naito obviously last year. I don't know if we need to see that again, but again, you could say the same thing with Kota and Naito. But we know it's going to be hard hitting, and and it's going to be the winner will be uh, when his opponent is uh, pretty much dead from neck injuries. <laughs> well, and it makes sense why they've kept them away from each other uh, for mm-hmm. as long oh, as they have sure. now um, to cool it off. I I think what'll be telling is. If Jay White beats Abushi, the net says to me that Evil's going to beat Naito. Ooh, well, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, let's go over the uh, the power struggle, the aftermath of the G1 Climax 30 uh, tournament here. Let's go over this. I'd say pretty damn good, near perfect seven uh, six match card. Uh, starting off with uh, the King of Pro Wrestling 2020. Holder Toriano uh, taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, provisional King of Pro Wrestling matchup here. What's the step again for having that title? I, for, I forgot already because 
uh, another uh, blunder there. But uh, so, do they get to cash in anytime of anything? So it well, so this one is uh, th- there's a no time limit for this match. That's the stipulation. So it's just so there's no stipulations of like winner gets this shot or that shot. It's just no, they get to call all the matches. Zack Sabre Jr. is taking on Toriano for a trophy. And I think the fans get to vote on the match stipulation. Could be fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm all I for mean, Zack Sabre into some hijinks with Yano, but I, I mean, do you think they get rid of this King of Pro Wrestling? Uh, uh, this, I will say, because it makes sense, gimmick uh, in, in a year or two. Oh, I hope so. Like, I mean, remember, remember when I told, remember when I, when I told you about how I the totally forgot about when, when, uh-huh. when like, like they were making matches that helped each other, and then they just were like, uh, and then like, yeah, we'll do what he said. Like, they didn't even know what the hell they were doing, and they probably had a little direction on top of it. Like, it was so convoluted and stupid. <laughs> I, I don't care. I hope this match with no time limit means that it goes 38 seconds. I don't give a crap about this match. Also, shout out to Yano for uh, the, the usage of tape in the tournament uh, against all of his opponents. And then Kenta uh, getting the best of it by, uh, you know, the briefcase and, and everything there. But um, I, I did like when uh, he taped or Yoshihashi taped his stick to his arm and put it through the guardrail. <laughs> and he like had to like sneak, like slide. Like I thought that I was like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. Like that was good. <laughs> Uh, second match up here, uh, here we go. Become, or funny uh, for the never open weight championship. Uh, Shingo Takagi looking to regain that strap taken on Minoru Suzuki. Uh, his first defense of that championship. I mean, <laughs> there's there's nothing. Uh, move on. It's going to be a five star, right? <laughs> and it's their third time too, so they as we saw that touched and. And kind of got used to each other, and oh yeah. And I mean, if Murder Grandpa's on the role that he's on, I mean, his match with Suzu- with Ibushi was so damn brutal. And then he he just eats the kamagoya and he's smiling as he's being yes, dead. yeah. Like let's go, this is gonna rock. <laughs> I oh. can't wait for this. How about Minoru Suzuki uh, again? Going back to that, I mean, how could we not talk about his classic trail of matches? He looked like he found the fountain of youth. Not only in appearance, but just of the style of match that he would have pertaining to his opponent. You know, he would take the kicks. He would take the punches. He would take, you know, finishers just to smile. Hell, I remember, uh, God, was it Osprey? The match with Osprey, where he's just getting kicked. And then, you know, he would bounce off the ropes. He would get kicked. And then he would just, you know, laugh it off and raise back up. And you're like, holy shit. He is a a monster, a creature from the Black Lagoon there. And, you know, I'm sure I, I text, texted it to you. I was like, Minoru Suzuki needs to be the new face of Halloween. Not a Frankenstein, yeah. a vampire, a witch. It's a Minoru freaking Suzuki. Instills the fear of any and everybody on this planet. It's, it's the sad truth, the same reason we didn't really get in depth with Ishii and Shingo. We don't need to tell you what's going to happen. You know that there's your MVPs of any tournament they're in. Yeah. And they were all in the same block together. And the A block was equally great because 
those same three guys got to work Okada and Ibushi and Osprey. Everyone, yep. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 criminal that we didn't talk about it. But I think we both were just kind of like, there's nothing to say. You if you if you need to showcase somebody what a four better star is on average matches, have them watch those guys' tournament. Oh, gotcha. I mean, the, the first night. Just sitting there like, all right, I'm going to go put on a four and a half star match, guys. I'll be right back. You know, <laughs> who, who are you working tonight? I don't know. Yeah, you I'll kick it off with out. those two, you know, workhorses <laughs> or workhorses with Ishii and Suzuki. And, you know, for me, that was a, a kajillion star match. But, you know, just the, the chemistry was just so flawless. It was the seamless, the transitions of their sequences. And then, you know, Suzuki and the match with Ibushi are just like, holy shit. Like, you know, it, it made people forget about Naito and, and Tanahashi from that first night of the B block there where everyone was talking about Ibushi and Suzuki. You know, like you were saying, Suzuki, uh, Ishii, and I'll throw Shingo in there, you know, part of that A block. Those three guys just made every freaking match a must-see. And with those guys, it was a toss-up on the winner. Unlike the B block where you could, you know, predict 75% of, uh, you know, the winners. But with those three, I mean, they were all picking up wins where you're just like, huh? He just pinned Jay White? Or, you know, he just pinned, you know, Suzuki Okada? Who, you know, the list will go on. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch those three of the old guard you know, still looking like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass until the age of 60. And uh, I don't think anyone would be against that. Oh, oh, God, no. God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, coming up, uh, oh, no, my gimmick. Oh, God, I really got to stop saying that. Damn it. Um, it's so easy, though. The third match. Of power struggle. Sorry, I totally erased everything on my phone here. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, yes, he's in the third match, ladies and germs. Uh, special attraction match. We're taking on the great Okan. Uh, see a look and all, so that should be pretty interesting. Uh, Okan's got to get the victory, right? You can't bury your, your new guy right away like Retribution against the Fiend. <laughs> I'm so glad that hopefully that's done. No more slap dick or whatever. Um, but he was the I, SmackDown hacker. Oh, and he's on Raw. How come all these guys? How come a week after the draft, they've already they don't even care that they're just putting each other on each other's shows? I like how they yeah. buried two promising storylines, and then you know, kind of in like one night or within like twenty minutes of each other, but still have yet to discuss Raw Underground's uh, no more because they just can't say COVID. Because <laughs> we're oh, irresponsible. God. So dumb. That company sucks ass. Um, I I would theoretically I would think yeah you know you, you can't have them lose but you know we've seen we saw Jay White lose in his in his big we saw Master true, Watto true. the geek himself get beat. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, for the <laughs> right to challenge for the IWGP US Heavyweight. Championship, of course, currently held by John Moxley, uh, the briefcase holder and a winner of the uh, tournament that they had on uh, NJPW Strong. Kenta will take on the ace himself, the challenger, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Two questions for you, Ryan. How dope would a Tana-John Moxley match be? And uh, second, 
Does Tanahashi deserve this match after not having a uh, less than impressive uh, G1 B block this year? I think the whole reason they're doing this is because he's going to win and then he's going to cash in at an AEW show. Ooh, just walks down a la Nash and Hall. Yeah, or Sorry, you know, like, air guitar. If 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 this is more of a hint towards a joint between the two, I think that this is your first step. Is you kind of go the route you should have went before Mage goofed it up, and mm-hmm. you you can have Moxley over there do it and just defend it on the on their on their TV against them. And if you really want, you can have Tana win it back, and that's how you get it back in New Japan. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I mean, you don't have to worry about because then you don't, and then you don't have to worry about the whole ordeal with, um, you know, Moxley not working any of their companies in the U.S. So if you can't get them into Japan because of the restrictions, you could have Tana just beat them at uh, at, a, at the AEW show, and then you can have him kind of walk away, and you could have Moxley give him the okay, I'll see you next time type thing. <laughs> And then uh, now you got Mox- the title back. No, well, they could just ship it back. But um, you remember <laughs> that tsunami? Uh, fifth match, uh, the the co-main event uh, again for the chance to challenge for the uh, double championship at Wrestle Kingdom come January. Uh, G1 Climax 30 winner Kota Ibushi taking on Jay White. What an exchange uh, after Ibushi wins. Uh, you know, White kind of coming down and, you know, like you said, backstage, you know, they were kind of eyeing each other. Kota Ibushi was not uh, letting his Abushi eye off. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very uh, weary of that there, but uh, this should be a good match. They, they always uh, overperform, which is always a good thing, but uh, like you said, it, I mean, pretty much a toss-up in a way where either results, I mean, we wouldn't be mad at, right? No, I, 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 I wouldn't be mad at all if Jay White beat him. I, I just, I think this is going to be a Bushi's, I think he's going to get the rub at the dome. Um, and I think White and Evil are linked to each other for the dome. Yeah. So, Especially, you know, you, you have so many... A lot of good singles matches. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing Shingo uh, Takagi kind of in a in a big match there. But it seems like all your studs are pretty much all uh, all lined up. You got Osprey Okada, you know, Naito Ibushi, White Evil. I mean, when are you going to pull the trigger on this guy? He's putting on, you know, four, four and a half average, especially during the tournament there, making others look good. Hell, making the money clip look good. I mean, does Shingo just get caught in a never title match? I mean, when, when is he going to get his due? Yeah. I, I just think right now it's, it's not going to happen. There's just, there's no room for him. And I don't, and I, I hate saying that because he's so good, but there's realistically, there's just no spot for him. He's not in a storyline that works right now for him to get to another level. You know what? Get it. You you have Kenta beat Tana. He holds on to the briefcase. At the Dome, you have Kenta take on Shingo for the briefcase. Shingo wins, just because I want to see that match now. Shingo wins. He goes back to his Dragon Gate USA brethren, drops in at AEW show, and then you set up that match there in Japan. Hey, that'd be tight. 
That'd be tight. And of I, course, in the main event to determine. Sorry, yes, sir. Oh, I was just saying, like, I, I, I would love that. And there's a, there's a tie-in with it too. Um, it's, that's where that's like that's where a lot of this is really gonna. A lot of it's really gonna change with what happens in the fourth and fifth matches on these shows, mm-hmm. because who's the now when it when is who's the say Tanahashi doesn't like he beats Kenta and. If he if he's not going to do the tag league with with Abushi as his partner, mm-hmm. you just send him over to America to quarantine, do his testing, and then he could he could take on Moxley. You could build up to it, and he could be on AEW TV for a little bit. He beats Moxley, comes back after the tag league or during the tag league finish, quarantines, and then he brings the belt back for the belt. So you have Moxley lose back to back against. Uh, uh, I mean, I would love for Eddie Kingston to beat him, but you, you're going to have Moxley lose essentially to Omega, to then lose against Tana, or he loses to Omega and then he goes over to New Japan. So I'm, he can I'm do fine with that. I, I just I think somehow they got to correlate together. And mm-hmm. it's going to be telling, as you mentioned, with the forbidden door, if it's going to be open. And there's, I think, I think the big spectrum of this, and then you know, obviously, then we go to the, the title. That's not, not to take away from going to the title, but I think the next two to three weeks is going to really shape up how 2021 starts with the dome. I think it's Ooh. really going to show. It's going to show if there's a working relationship because they're going to have to start trying to figure stuff out. It also is going to show. Because you know what if AEW sends people over for the tag league or best of super juniors? We won't we don't know mm-hmm. yet. It's good power struggle is going to I think be the tip point as to where those two companies go together. Because I think it's gonna a lot of it's gonna be, be based off of how how the how just the outcomes. Like how these outcomes what mm-hmm. is do you know when full gear is? Do I know when what? Do you know off the top of your head when full gear is? I believe it is the seventh, ninth. No. Ninth. So okay, so uh, November seventh. It is November seventh. So it's so the same, same day. day as Ultimate Party. Yeah, oh, it's but it's also the same day as Power Struggle. Yep. <laughs> wow, that's going to be a busy day. Yeah. So there's just, there's a lot going on where I I just I don't know how it works. So I I got to make sure that if I don't. So bell time is seventeen hundred, which which is what five o'clock. So it's a two a.m. show here, our time on Friday night, Saturday morning. So I just got to make sure for the way I'm I'm construing this all to, to play out that I I have to watch Power Struggle before I watch AEW. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I I think I think there's a good shot if Tana wins, Moxley could still win, or I could see. If Kenta wins, I could see Moxley losing, and those correlate together. Correlate to Watto. But the main event is you were going to. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm man. There's a lot of working things in motion. Well, we don't know, but in our fantasy booking, if that happens, my God, just so much could. But uh, main event uh, for the third time in it seems like a month. Uh, the <laughs> The double gold dash double champion uh, Tetsuya Naito, uh, of course, holding the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental championships, will take on uh, fallen LIJ member 
new Bullet Club <clears throat> leader uh, in Evil, which, by the way, Jay White, <laughs> uh, I read, uh, two years under the leadership, the longest leader in the 10-year Bullet Club, by the way. <laughs> That's funny. Which is That's crazy. Funny. That's as funny as this picture I'm seeing of, of uh, I'm looking, I, I got, I got looking on that New Japan website and I went to the global shop and uh, there's a G1 Climax polo you can buy. Uh, like, and, and Kota Ibushi is the one wearing it for the picture and he looks so uncomfortable wearing this polo. <laughs> so random. And they're selling that big, uh, that Hiromu jacket that he wears. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, New Japan cross with uh, Nerds clothing line. Uh, Hiromu jackets. The candy? Bucks. And you can get Kota Abushi boxers that look just like his ring gear. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I was going to buy the, the ZSJ ones they have for sale. Oh, that's so tight. Cool. I didn't know that was really a thing. Oh, I, you can get Shingo ones. Yep, Shingo. You can get a, a Nido one. What? This is tight. I need to stop looking at this. I'm going to start spending money. Literally, it's tight. <laughs> so I just, like I said, I really think that these are going to tie in together, and I don't know how it's going to work, but it makes me, I'm really, like, the whole heap of the G1, it didn't feel like a G1 until Night 13, really, to me, was when it really, mm-hmm. like, there was a really good matches here and there, but Night 13, when I really went, okay, this this was a. This is what you imagine when you watch a night of the G1, like with everything being so good. But the hard part was it was right about the time I started hitting that, I was starting to drag. And mm. part of it was because I watched night five through five through twelve in like two days, and I I hit that new I hit that G1 grind like sluggish part, and I was like, oh, it was so good. But now I'm just dreading watching night fourteen because it's probably going to be dog shit. So that was, that was the hard part. And, <laughs> you know, and then, and that's what kind of makes this main event where I'm just like, I don't care. Cause I just sitting through nine evil matches that all went the same way, unless he lost. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why ah, don't they do I a stipulation? Know. If he loses Dick to go has to go. <laughs> shut, shut up Damn it. I bought that. Dick has to go. Damn it. I missed that. <laughs> Dick has to go. Demetrius is, is watching. He goes, Gail looks nice in that suit. I was like, that's not Gail. That's Dick Fogo. He goes, what? I, I mean, if you combine Jato uh, and Gato, you would morph into Dick to go. <laughs> I just, like, I don't care. Like, do you, like, do you have any expectations for this? Do you No, I, I probably will fast forward till the, the <laughs> final five minutes, the three sequence. Oh, my God. That's still... He kicks out Gloria. He kicks out Shining Stardust. Blah blah blah. Oh my God! He hits it. Oh, evil falls, and then evil wins, and then <laughs> he's got the Garut wire. Ah. Do you think um, a, a second night is right for the dome? Um, and and B, I mean, do you do another like two title night? match like what What do you do with that do you main event with Osprey and, and Okada on night one and then you do uh, Naito and Abushi night two or, or what, what do you do there do you headline with White and Evil where finally White gets kicked out and he has that big moment you know at, at the end of night one I, I think night two has to be the main title match like they did last time mm-hmm. I, 
So, okay, now, 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 let me throw it out there this way. Um, do you think there's a chance Jay White beats Abushi and Evil beats Naito? And he has the right to challenge and they do it at the Dome? Mm, yes. Yes, I, I do believe that that's probably what will happen. Where do you think they're going to go with? Well, well, we got a couple of weeks and a, and a couple of months to to realize that. But um, I mean, it all comes down to power struggle. I mean, it literally is a struggle to find the power in New Japan at the moment with Okada being in the third match. So I mean, it's it's interesting, but it's a fun time, honestly, because it's a little bit different than than we're accustomed to. Uh, you know, just kind of everything mixed around, which I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've worked myself into a shoot on it. It's The outcome of the Jay White match will solidify the outcome of the main event. I think yeah. if Abushi wins, we know Naito's winning. If White's winning, I'm pretty sure we know Evil's going to win. And they swerved all of us, you know, kind of with the G1 finals, you know, where we were all expecting uh, White and Evil or, or a different matchup. So, I mean, I, I think I don't know. And where does Sonata lay in all this? And truly, I don't care. Uh, but what I do care about uh, is uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, of course, concluded their N1 tournament, uh, something I sadly did not have time for since I was up till 3 in the morning, but just watching uh, All Japan um, instead. And then I got up and did other radio, and lo and behold, now it's 6.33 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, Ryan, <laughs> break down the N1. I know uh, I did watch the first couple of matches from night one. Unfortunately, I did not see uh, Nakajima and uh, and Kano there, but um, yeah, yeah. we talked about that. But I did, like I said, I truly did enjoy uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and uh, Masaki Mokazuki, which I said a few shows back. Uh, great hard-hitting match that went Broadway, which I did not expect. I thought it was going to be a 15-minute, you know, match, but uh, definitely surprised and, and thoroughly enjoyed that. But overall, your thoughts on the tournament, the eventual winner, which I don't even know who won because I wanted to try to stay spoiler-free. Um, but uh, you know, okay, well, let me ask I, you I this. Back. Let me ask you this: If we move Noah to next week, would would you want to? pick and choose and watch some of these N1 and we could actually talk the N1 next week? Um, I will say I will give it 90% try. Yes. Cause, yes. Cause if you like, give me six matches. Yeah, I, I'll go through I'll go through the cards and throw some at you that I think you should watch that would make sense too. And then obviously watch the final. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's wait a week. Because theoretically, we already kind of just did our power struggle preview for next show. So we're not even yep. going to have to do we, – we, we basically did our next week's segment already. <laughs> well, don't forget we have a hell in a cell. <clears throat> oh, you want to talk about that? Well, we got to watch Sasha Bailey, the main event. That's going to be tight. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I, I don't give two shits about Orton McIntyre in part nine. Uh, you, think, you think the lights are going to go out and Orton's going to put on night vision goggles again? Oh, my God. I truly hope so. They're, are they doing <laughs> the red gimmick again with their match? I would hope not. It's not the fiend. Is the fiend wrestling? Uh, that's what I. We're gonna do our quick impromptu hell in a by, cell. By the way, let me say one last New Japan thing. Uh, somebody was somebody put over on the on the startup group that I'm in. How B yep. Priestley got her own like 
like name tag on the screen and ID and they put yeah. it over. What if they do a crossover where they do Osprey and B Priestley against like Okada and Mayu Iwatani? Uh, that would be very, very good. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I did, that would have to be a dark match, but uh, hey, progression. Who knows? Who knows? Like that would be so. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would hope when. Before, Who would be uh, Julia's uh, teammate in a mixed tag situation with New Japan? Ishii or Shingo, or someone completely? Oh. Di- or is she a Jay White? Her and Jay White, right? Oh, be that would be cool. Random. Yeah, they'd be just, they'd be just douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tight. <laughs> just, just putting over how like in shape they are, because that's all they do is like her Instagram is just videos of her working out, and, yeah. <laughs> and like Jay White's putting over his abs, and she's putting over her like shoulders, and like look how better than we are than every one of you. Oh, I'd be sweet. <laughs> I, I would hope to take fans that mix max to, challenge. That's why you yeah, failed. You didn't get Julia and Jay White. I would I would hope that uh, people would be okay with a Okada Iwatani mixed tag match after uh, Suzuki wrestling Kana before she came to America. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I would hope that people would know that nothing nothing worse will happen than that match. <laughs> and she's like, "Thank you, Suzuki, for 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 blessing me." And he's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> as as her face is like the color of a grape. <laughs> as, as, so, as he beats her ass at her own produce show she booked and paid all the wrestlers on which is even better oh I, I still remember so tight. watching bits from that um, <laughs> um, so I'm going to book my own and book myself against Suzuki and ask him to work a heat on my head <laughs> that's it like, I'm a wrestler that's why people think wrestlers are nuts <laughs> So the show's like four days, three days away. Yeah, it's Thursday, so three days away. Uh, four announced matches. I'm surprised they didn't really announce too much on Raw. Uh, but uh, you know, the aforementioned Bailey Sasha, which could be really damn good. Uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, which I mean, yeah. Uh, but I would say the most captivating storyline uh, to come out of the E within the last uh, over a month uh, is definitely. Elias and Jeff Hardy. No, kidding. But that's a match, uh, apparently, at Hell in a Cell. Um, but the third Hell in a Cell match, Roman Reigns, Jay So cousin versus cousin, Universal Championship, a I quit match, uh, Hell in a Cell. I don't know if we talked um, the last show uh, about the title match, but that story, it wasn't really wrestling, but it was the, the story of the cousin saying, you know, respect me, looking a camera and say, you know, I am your chief. Like, I just, they are doing gangbusters because it's real, legit. Like, people can relate to that cousin just beating the crap out of you until you get bigger and realize, what do you do now? Oh, sorry, I'm just going into my own life. Uh, but anyways, it's just, you know, with these two are just doing great stuff. You know, Heyman, you know, is there, but I, I have never realized... I am a Roman Reigns mark. Also, uh, just goes to show you what these Usos can do. Uh, you know, of course, Jimmy, you know, throwing in the towel in the last match between Reigns and Jey Uso. Uh, but with this, I mean, it's only going to be better progression. I think both of these guys, uh, what, what are your thoughts so far into the, uh, the Samoan feud? Well, I think this is why people were always mad about Roman 
not going heel. I mean, I, I remember I, I played that one promo years ago that he did on NXT when he was a heel, wearing mm-hmm. suits and stuff. Like, he, yeah, he yep. looks like it. Like, and I understand, you know, why people, you know, kids love him and stuff. But for the sake of your company, he just oozes heel. And he, you know, so why not do it? And it's an easy out to do the family thing. So you don't have to do any kind of a crazy storyline for Roman. Mm-hmm. You can save it, uh, you know, for post rumble or whatever. To the rock, obviously. Yeah. 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 If you're, if you're really trying to go that route, it is. Because the you next feud he can have with Tamina, you know, got, he gets hurt. Uh, yeah. If, if you want your champion to go back, uh, to, if you want Roman to leave the company again, yeah, that's who you book, her again, book him again. Or if you don't want to risk injury, you have, because uh, I don't think Jimmy's going to be ready yet, but you have their dad, Jimmy and Jay's dad, come up. You should say, no, that's my son. And then Roman Reigns, oh, my God, how did I not think of this? Pushes Rikishi off of the top of the cell, and then he falls into a truck. Oh, my God, that's booking. You're a genius. Fool. You're a genius. <laughs> No, but and I mean, I did it for the chief. <laughs> I mean, do you think? I mean, that's granted. If we have audiences, granted, you know, we also have audiences at that games now and cowboy games and whatnot. But do do you save that match for an audience, or do you you have to right? Rock and Reigns. Yeah, you have so to somehow have Everything I've heard is WrestleMania 37 is what WWE is considering. They're like their rebirth, like their start again. I've heard they're trying to get Becky and, Ra- and Rousey to, to be on the show. They're going to do it in Tampa again at the same building because they can have fans this time. Um, yeah, you do, you do Becky, you do Becky and Ronda, and you do Roman Rock. I think that's what they want. That's a freaking. I mean, those two matches. Here's my money. Honestly, you know, I was just I I hadn't gotten excited about anything WWE, especially a Roman Reigns thing. But when you just mentioned those, I'm like, yeah. Sign me up. I didn't want to see this shit when The Rock was trying to raise Reigns hands in Philadelphia after the Rumble. I was not for that whatsoever. But for this to build, mm-hmm. sign me up. I'm yeah, well, that. that's the problem with, with when you know the Rumble thing was they they were trying so hard to force him down everyone's throat. They hated it. If they would have yeah, been smart, but, he should have laid out The Rock when he held his arm up. Could yeah. you imagine the, what the crowd would have done? They would have not. They would have not known what to do. You you want to shock somebody? That's how you do it. Like I don't know. I, is is Orton beating McIntyre? Like why do they keep doing this? If he does, I mean, then you have to have the fiend bring out the red cell. I'm not even trying to be funny, but in order to build that, since obviously he's a face, since he took out a seven person faction uh, the other night. So I mean that that's kind of the build of the next feud, I would think. So. I think, yes, this is the time for Orton. Does he deserve it? Yeah, maybe. Um, but I thought he was murdered by all the legends. Again, I'm I'm still rather confused on why he's the, the title pick. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just going to say I don't care who wins yeah. the title. Four matches. <laughs> uh, the rumored matches, according to CBSports.com, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, and Murphy. <laughs> I love how they're, they're it's a three-way. Uh, which, huh? But well, here's the I best know. part about this: Murphy and Rollins split seemingly for good on the October 5th edition of Raw, with Murphy attacking Rollins for exposing text exchange with Aaliyah Mysterio. Are you kidding me? 
this is why this is happening. And they draft them all to the same brand, so that, that way they can just keep yeah. the feud going on SmackDown. Which it's already been four months away too long. Uh, speaking of that, Kevin Owens, Alistair Black, Kevin Owens, of course, the last couple of times we saw him, it was laid out a la Peter Griffin uh, by the wonderness of Alistair Black's new music, new theme, I should say. Uh, do we care? I mean, what what's the no. do? Is he the wrestler who said, I'm not resigning? Um, and he's going to end up either in AEW slash New Japan? Uh, yeah, I mean, he goes back to Ring of Honor, maybe. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. Since, you know, Marty uh, pretty much done though, or <laughs> Marty, Marty was partying a little too hard, so he's not booking anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah. really care at all. Speaking of that, what we care about, that is all Japan pro wait, wrestling. Wait a minute. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about this. This drives me even more nuts now. My God, it's so nice. We should do it thrice. They're having three cell matches on a four-match card. Yeah, that's why I say you might as well just do Hardy and uh, and Elias in the in the cell. Is this that's is way lockdown? That that gimmick, right? Is this turned into lockdown? Like is huh. that just DNA? I I think you're right. So, so, oh my god! So you're doing you're going to open the show. So what opens then? Uh, who? Ooh, that's a fantastic so, question. Uh, I, why are there no tag matches? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I think well, that's the new day now are you know they want another title reign because they just handed the titles to each other. So I think that's their like eleventh reign. Sorry, Dudley oh, boys. Um, okay, so my guess is McIntyre Orton is going to open. Um, you would theoretically you would think Roman and Uso should be your main, but they always try to. You know, they'll, they'll put Bailey and Sasha on just trying to rub it in that they have their women main event when no one else does, like the competitor. <laughs> like, that's some stupid stuff they would do. But I, I, I think you have to, you should open with McIntyre or and then close with Roman Uso and put the women on. Like, I don't know, I guess you open with McIntyre, you go to Elias Hardy second, you do the women third, you do Mysterio Rollins fourth, Owens Black fifth, and then you do. Reigns Uso, I guess. I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing. Weird. Ugh, this show. I don't. I just don't care, man. Like I want it. I want to like it because the, it, it the production looks good and they're they're trying hard and they're doing a couple new things. But you you do this draft and then a week after the draft, you've already had people on each other's brand, so it was, didn't even make <laughs> sense to do the do the the thing. No. Like, like it was just a ratings you... grab. Let's be real. Yeah. And then as we saw, the ratings plummeted back. And then you, you do this giant you do this giant angle with this group called Retribution. And then... Retribution is a mystery! <laughs> and now they're already, like, they got squashed. They Not squashed. only did they, they lost to the Hurt Business, but then they all got beat up by the Fiend right after that. Say Mia Yim's uh, outfit was was pretty cool. How excited was Mercedes Martinez when they had to? Ah, we really hate to do this to you, but we're gonna put Pick you down because we don't need two women up there. Do you think she was like high fiving people on the way out? Like hell yeah! <laughs> She's still with the company. Is she gonna randomly show up at AEW again? Uh, she they put her back in NXT. 
Did they really? I, God, I haven't even watched NXT in forever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All Pro Wrestling just finished the Champions Carnival, uh, as we discussed the first couple of nights. Ryan, not too impressed, um, if I remember correctly, a few shows back. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what like... I think three and a half. People of the best put it over to G one. Uh no. I I thought it was going to be. I thought it had uh, opportunity to, but the matches were just. I don't know. They were off. I will say the final was the best thing of the whole, of of all three tournaments. Oh my god! Yeah. I went the my full five. This is god, top yeah. ten match of the year for me, no matter what. This match <laughs> ruled. <laughs> this was. Awesome! Like you, you want to get some, you want some good wrestling going on. Like you, you, you struggle with some stuff, people. Like God, watch Zeus and Kento Miyahara. Oh. This, this might have been the like when people said that this is the best match those two have had. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. You know I mean, how much had, I him and Hog against Zeus. You know, since you had me watch, you know, since I started watching All Japan over the last, you know, that's I say two years by now. Uh, I was not a big Zeus guy uh, after these matches. I, I'd say probably. The tournament but the finals and then uh you know the the match with suwama um i am a zoo mark for sure uh oh. from every diving close plan to st- uh, standing lariat uh to what works for him in that crazy i'm gonna pop your freaking off your shoulders uh finisher that he uh does now hell he even made me enjoy the jackhammer in this match but uh what really d- does it for me is his facials. Uh, his yeah. mannerisms are perfect. And you would think a guy in this stature in his wrestling career, especially as a model um, over in Japan, well, you know, you, you don't really think you would have to sell. But when Kenzo put him in the lights out German and Zeus was like, oh no, oh shit, like midair, I, that's when I was like, I'm going six stars. Just for that <laughs> little facial. Where I was like, Kenzo has it. It was literally a picture perfect finish, and then he kicks out. Who else yeah. has kicked out? Maybe three people. And I'm like, oh my god, we're watching this. Two newbies to all Japan, you know, Callie and and a buddy we had over. And I was just like about to flip everything over and like, oh my god, did you guys just watch this? Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> As they're chatting, and I'm like losing my mind, and I'm like, that might have been the spot. The year of 2012. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Was it. So awesome. Oh, are you kidding me? He kicked out, and then, and then Zeus throws some of the hardest lariats. I mean, he literally <laughs> flips Miyahara, and I don't think Miyahara shows the flip near the end there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Was and that then, the spot you were talking about? That oh, yeah, you he, like a, oh my god, he killed him. I was like, Kento's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was a finish. And then he just starts beating him in the back of the neck, just clubbing him over oh, yeah. and over and sweats flying everywhere. And he's just like, like I'm doing it right now in, in the air. I'm so amped up. Like he is just pummeling him. And the best the part slam on the urine that he gives Kento. Oh, God. <laughs> well, then, that pseudo powerbomb gimmick. He gets him for a second shutdown and he is holding him there for like six seconds. I'm like, 
uh, he's really trying to, he's going to just buy as much time as he can and catch him off guard. And Zeus does like a giant like leg pull up and just lunges yeah. his body out of it. Runs and then he clumps him with another lariat. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and here's what people I don't think realize. Zeus is 5'11", 230 some pounds. He was a bodybuilder. Most wrestlers like that just, you know, they gas out. Their matches aren't very good. They went 31 minutes, and he was still moving. Like, God, he's good. He's, you know, 38 years old. He just, Zeus was fantastic in this match. Oh, and my he, gosh. He was dominant in the whole tournament, which which I loved. Mm-hmm. And he just, ah, it was great. Like, and Kento Miyahara, my God, every time you think he's about to be done, he just springs up and knees you in the face. Just talk about on. mannerisms. Oh my God, those knees. Yeah, just the the two or three like back to back were just excruciating. My God. Kenzo Miyahara went into this match and he said, I don't want anyone to forget about me for wrestler of the year. I'm going to do some shit in this match with Zeus. And Zeus came out and did the whole, I'm not, you know, I can still go. And oh. this is, you know, I, on, on cage match, they, they go on a 10. 10 points instead of a five star. It's, it's getting a 9.2 out of, out of 10 right now. Uh, grappling yeah. is a 4.61. I mean, it's, it's game over. Like, this is, this is, this is in my match of the year list. Like, I'm, <laughs> I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And as, right uh, as it will probably be mine, but then you have the follow up, which I was surprised happened so quickly. Yeah. And it was good too, man. I I feel bad for Suwama. That dude worked so hard, but you just can tell what you know. He's moving at a slower. Yeah, but isn't that what he's going for? Because again, a better champion, he loses a lot in the champion carnival. What three losses that I, I remember for sure? And you know, Zeus is beating the living hell out of. Him. Yeah, he I'd was. say eighty percent of the match until you know. A couple Suwama plexes, hell, a few in a row happen. But uh, what's even amazing is just I thought the chemistry with these two was superb. But what irritates me is I'm so into Zeus, but I'm literally bummed the hell out when Suwama somehow gets the victory. It's like, bro, like Zeus is kicking out a Suwama plex after Suwama plex at one. And then, yeah, you know, he picks awesome. the swamp for the jackhammer, gets need, but then he's just kicking out at one lariat by lariat to literally knock out Suwama. Hell, he tosses, tries to throw Suwama against the ropes. He stumbles. So for me, I think it's just like your your uh, your Okada theory and, and whatnot with the uh, maneuver. I think it was just the journey, but I think the journey should have ended for Suwama, unfortunately, and I think then give it to Zeus. Yeah. I think that's where they, that should have been there. But I think it was just this guy is literally fighting, whether it's for the tag championships or the the uh, or the heavyweight, where this guy has a lot on his plate at 42 years old. Plus, he's still grieving the loss of his friend. You know, that's still happening within only a year. And now he's the man of this company carrying two of the biggest championships that they offer. So I give he was, you know, stopping and getting beat down and, you know, submission after submission. 
you know, him yelling like, oh, my God, or almost passing numerous times. When he did the Super Cena, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he just fell down like two seconds ago, and then he's just going to uh, Cena up and, and get the win there. But it was a beautiful bridge, you know, Wamaplex uh, for that win there. But uh, not going to lie, I was kind of, but I still had a lot of freaking fun with this match. I, I would, if, if I had to rank Cook scale it, I, it's not as great as the, as the five, but I would probably do it a, a four and a half. Yeah, it was Easily, maybe even a three quarter. It, it told the exact story you wanted from it, and and I I do I do like that you know the 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 theory with the suaman. I was so impressed when he got put in the jackhammer and he turned his body and landed behind him. I was, was like, damn, it was perfect. <laughs> Suwama's what three hundred bills, like six three, it was seamless. How he got that? Yeah, what what is Suwama six two two sixty four? Man, I, I, I was more than Suwama. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> he, he is a violent... Oh, he's got his own webpage, suwama.info. <laughs> uh, hasn't been updated since January but again, 27th. You know, Deuce was on that same path with Okada to get that uh, that headlock that uh, maneuver over. And he tried it with Suwama, what, five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. times? But when he wrapped his leg around Suwama's arm, again, I was like, that's it. It's tap- out. He's saying yeah, I quit. Especially with the way the first one was too. Yeah. It was dude, it was good. Like it was really good. And the, those one count kickouts of those backdrop drivers were so dope. So finally he hit him with it and then just held it and got the pin like I'm not letting you go this time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can't keep taking these chop like these these chops and lariats. My God, both of these matches, Zeus just walks up to you and just starts chopping you. There's nothing you can do. Oh hell no. <laughs> Oh I would God. probably die and cry the, the and, next and show, at the same time. Uh, this, this, this guy's name is Chikara. He sucks. He's, he was on a DDT show once. He was that dude that had like the all black pants and like we thought there might have been something wrong with him because he moved so weird. <clears throat> and he just was terrible. Yes. Uh, uh, the second night of the, of the Raising an Army Memorial Series um, that dropped on the, the network, uh, he wrestles Zeus in a one-on-one. Oh, so uh, you get Zach Gowan. Oh, I bet he's gonna get. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be Lesnar Zach Gowan. This is. I might have to watch that just to watch Zeus manhandle <laughs> human being. I, I, I mean, this, this might end in a chop. A few <laughs> things for. I mean, so we have the ranked the tournaments. Obviously, you, you've seen N one. We're gonna talk about that next. Uh, N one, G one, and and Champions Carnival one to three. How do you rank them? What Champions do you think Carnival Yep. Um, see, that, that's the thing that sucks is I think the Champions Carnival had the best match, but it was the worst tournament. Okay. Um, oh man, you know I, I have an extra week to to nitpick some more stuff that I didn't get to see, so I guess I'll go G one one N one two. But once again, the N no match in the G one I think came or was as good as uh, Nakajima and Kano. I don't. I don't okay. think that. Yeah, uh, that that was as close to a five star matches that without going five as I've seen all year. But I, I'm, I'll say right now, New Japan, Noah, All Japan. But having more time to finish to truly watch the N one, I may it may flip because Noah. Everything I did get to see was tremendous. Everything I heard from everyone was it was tremendous. 
and the final was tremendous. Him and uh, so like it, it was. I, I, I mean, I each tournament had a fantastic final. I mean, well, okay, no, no I, I I forgot it was not a Bushi. I thought it was a Bushi or uh, Ishii J White as the actual final. <laughs> if that was I'm, the final. That would have been fantastic. That would have been oh. fun. yeah. That was because it was so good. Man, the brainbuster and he won. And even mm-hmm. the crowd, you could hear a oh, like, and they were quiet the whole time, and they were shocked. And the announcer, they broke oh. those rules. <laughs> Milano collection was like, oh, what he won. Liger's freaking out. Like, <laughs> that was dope. Oh my man. god. Um, before we get out of here, uh, a couple of things here. Um, actually, I already wouldn't want to over a couple of things, but the one thing, uh, did you check out AWS? Um, I saw Kenny Omega squash uh, that one geek. Literally. What did you think of the, uh, the the cleaner girls, by the way? I hated it. What was that? Um, did he have that in New Japan? I was really no. confused why that was a thing. He came out with a broom. I don't I don't understand what the hell that was. And Sunny Kiss sucks. Like, what? He, had, he had one move to take and he like, Coward and didn't even take the knee, and I went, oh, oh yeah, it was it was bad. Like I'm not trying to like I, like Sunny Kiss has got some cool spots, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sunny Kiss and Cody was was really awesome. I still, um, I still stand behind that match of like holy <laughs> shit. I mean, Sunny Sunny Kiss is green, obviously. Still, you know, it's a bigger that's stage. That's a better assessment. That's that's more fair than what I said. I I. So, I you, yeah, I take back what I said. I, I'm more on your side. Like, like man, I understand they were why. They were story, but in a little sloppy way, where I was like, what? Okay, that yeah. was too much. So was Vanilla going to get squashed before he got squashed by COVID and the collective? I bet you. I bet that was the plan all along. I just, I think at least Janela would have took the knee, which would have been better. Oh. <laughs> um, I saw that, and then I saw that Weird ass segment with Jericho and MJF. I loved it. Loved it. Here's the thing I'm gonna say is my my one gripe I always say and I have with AEW is they always talk about being this alternative that isn't about goofy and we're all about the wrestling and that's why you should watch us as opposed to the competitor. But then mm-hmm. they go and do some of the most campy stuff that is like, like is WWE bad? Like would would look bad in a WWE show even, mm-hmm. or like like WWE it was all like, field. That's yeah. And now I I thought Jericho and MJF were hilarious. Like they, I, you know, I thought it was perfect that they, they actually sang it too. You know, oh, and then yeah. the weird thing with the stakes. But I'm just like, you sign the revival to have the revival, and you change how they like. They're, you're not letting them be the revival. Like now, they're starting to a little bit more with the Tully thing, but it's just like you you guys sat there and bashed your competitor, and then you turn mm-hmm. around and start doing all the same stuff. It's called the mind control. <laughs> like I mean, that, that's, that's essentially what they're that. trying to do. Like our humor is better. We have two DDP guys. Yeah, like like the whole Kenny Omega thing. He's so he's so Japanese. He sometimes is called Michael Nakazawa. Like, what what are yeah. we doing here? Yeah, that was a little too <laughs> much. Like, but I liked how they were naming all his, his credits. You know, I was like, okay, they're they're 
expecting that character, but it still wasn't the cleaner. I'm like, oh, this guy still face AF. Yeah, you know, like, like okay, he can hand squash- out of the match. You know, he squashes a green enhancement talent. Why? Why does this like? And everyone's like, oh my god, he's back. What do you mean he's back? How do you know he's back? Yeah, like that told us nothing. If if about what Kenny Omega is as a single star again. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It was, it was just weird. I heard Phoenix and great. Yeah. I'm a fan of musicals. I'm a fan of really out there stuff. And, and to be fair, as Jericho as you can get, um, you know, with that, that type of, of segment, I think MJF, you know, he's Jericho junior. I mean, let's be real. Uh, you know, awesome on the mic. I mean, wrestling wise, he's not there yet, but the kid's 24. You know, even Jericho said this guy's light years way ahead of you know, where he was, you know, at that age. So, I mean, when you get you know, a pat on the back like that, that's, you know, that's that's good recognition. But, you know, I, I thought it was fun. It was something different for for what I expected out of that segment. You know, like, hey, we're going to fall over a table and we're going to, you know, stare each other and going to progress it for a week longer. It was like, no, we're going to do a weird homage to, you know, the, the Fred Astaire MGM, you know, type of uh, musicals back in the, the, the 40s and 50s and we're just going to end with, oh, we're going to have a town hall next week and, oh, we're going to do this. You know, obviously planting seeds for these two to clash, but I'm just like, but give me more. I don't think they need to fight right away. You know, maybe have them include you know, him into the inner circle, do a Jay White, you know, chaos, you know, type of thing here. Maybe that's a way they kick Jericho, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, something along those lines. But I, I think the segment has much hate, you know, I got, yes, I get the, the WWE parallels, you know, and they're like, Hey, you're supposed to be this. But before that, you know, six minute segment, I had a lot more fun. I saw the hatred online beforehand. So I was actually going in and be like, Oh my God, what is this going to be to me smiling brim the brim when they open the door and you know the other answers and everything and mgf's mjf's voice my god he is better than us <laughs> I, and that's, that's the thing it's like it's not that i hate it i didn't it's by no means that i hate it I, I thought it was campy and whatever but it was it wasn't bad like it was funny Mm-hmm. But I was confused, like, why were they eating together? I have no idea why they were eating together for one. So that's through me. It was the week before. He was like, I want to take you to a steak dinner. And he was like, all right, we'll do it next week. Okay. So, like, I just, once again, it just it just brings back to, if you're going to do something like that, that's fine. It wasn't done bad. They were, Jericho and MJF totally were fine. And they did exactly what they, sh- you know, should have done in that role. Like, I, great. I, like, I didn't hate that. But I just I hate how this company is always what they say they're not, and they always seem they're to do backtracking it. and they're pretty much yeah. So and there, it just you know, it seems like there that there's like 19 people booking the show with how random everything doesn't equate half the time to each other. Like you can tell everything that Cody Rhodes has his hands on because mm-hmm. it's great. 80 style booking and it feels really good and it's always enjoyable. Everything Cody does in this company has been great. But then you get like the weird wow. other stuff, the, the the being the elite type stuff the Young Bucks do and you can tell what they're booking on the show is and 
fourth wall. Yeah, like it's just that's that's where they're that's where some of the stuff is like you you, should, you need one guy to to make that like like yes you need the people in the room but that's the one thing I will say is as shitty as WWE is there's one guy who makes the call. Yeah. Well, they say Tony Khan is that guy too. He's the final say. At least that's what they all been saying the last few months in in interviews. So. Mm-hmm. So, I, but, I, like but, I mean, like. I hate it. Yeah. Um, like you were, you, uh, like we we're talking about earlier, the the matches uh, that we're saying with Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, uh, Kenny Omega, Sonny Kiss, uh, of course, uh, Wardlow and Jungle Boy, Coca and Adam Page. Uh, these are matches for a tournament because we all know Kenny Omega's great at tournaments, as they hinted. Um, <laughs> tournament oh, in early uh, title shots uh, against uh, the I almost said IWGP. Against AEW uh, champion John Moxley, or could it be? Because uh, as I was saying about Roman Reigns and, and the Usos and whatnot, this has been a fantastic storyline, and it's only a week old between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley again because they showcased history. And he says, "You're a sellout. You left me. You got your wife. You got your millions of dollars. I was still grinding. Like I love that. That's realness. Where you're like, okay." You know, you, he didn't make a submit. He passed out. And then Mox is like, well, I'm sorry. You were spitting everywhere and your eyes were closed. You know, like, I'm sorry you didn't quit. But it was, you know, pretty much a common thing that you did. And um, I just think this match could be, and hopefully will be, I, you know, I'm a new when it comes to Kingston, sadly. You know, I was not on that LAX wagon or whatever, you know, stuff he was on Impact or, or whatnot or the Stuff. I know you guys have been fans of his for years, you know, mm-hmm. his whole you know, stretch there. But uh, this was just so I was like, wow, this Eddie Kingston. I was about to say something last night where, you know, it was just like, just he, ha- he has so much madness, but with the bigger canvas he has to paint that with, it's going to make him that star that, you know, deservedly he should have been, you know, five you know, 10 years ago, even. So I'm really excited for that uh, aspect. And, and, you know, eventually he'll probably keep his idol, but, you know, for that to go against, you know, either Kenny Omega or Kenny Omega to, you know, for him to get his win back, I think it's going to be something that could be gradually told. Um, like you were saying, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, awesome athletic match. Uh, I didn't think it was as far as that, that Hitchcock Memorial show from a few years back, but, you know, it chopped that, to, you know, time. And whatnot, but uh, pretty damn cool uh, finisher with the next with that swirly Canadian destroyer. So uh, pretty awesome there. But that Pentagon, did you see how high he got Phoenix on that pop up? <laughs> My God, I thought the Colorado for a second he was so high. <laughs> so it's, it's I'm guessing Page one, Phoenix one, Kenny one, yep. and who was the other winner? Uh, yeah, uh, and the other winner was Wardlow against. Oh yeah, Wardlow won. That was the open, right? Yes, yes. So I mean, I Cabana looked good. It was a really good back and forth with his page. Honestly, I, I will say these matches minus the other squash weren't weren't too shabby. And, and that's the one thing too, you know, going back with the Eddie Kingston thing is like his matches are always hit or miss. They're they're either really good or they're just kind of eh. and like. That first match she had with Moxley just it, it was add to me because it just it felt like something it, it was like it, it was like the car was starting but it wasn't going anywhere. Okay. And, yep. You know it is what it is. It wasn't it wasn't awful, but it was definitely 
I expected much better. I didn't. It was a little sloppy. There was things that didn't hit, but you're always going to get a good promo out of Eddie Kingston. Like he is so good on the stick, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's that's part of the reason he didn't take the Orlando job when when they offered him a, a trainer spot in, in NXT is because he didn't. He's like, that's not me. I want to. I want to grind. I want to work. I want to, you know, I want to earn it in the ring. And, and you know, they'll they'll censor my mic and stuff like that when he when he goes on Jericho's podcast. And it's it just he's he's so good at making it feel real when he talks, and that's what always draws me with Eddie Kingston. Yes, yes. He cut a promo a year or so ago on NWA Power um, with Homicide, and God, it was great. Like, go back and find it. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, he definitely turned me a fan uh, in a week where you know, I've always had the respect, but me glued. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making homemade fresh uh, fish tacos right now. Ooh. Damn, that was good. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. So let's come back next week. We'll talk to N1. Uh, we we we'll kind of we can kind of get into DDT Ultimate Party. We can get into yes. uh, uh, Full Gear. Um, that'll be coming up. And I think the card is but don't fully. Forget, technically, I have two weeks until shows because it's still Halloween next week, and then the following week. Oh yes, yes. There's something <laughs> earlier on. Yeah, we have to watch Hell in a Cell. <laughs> and a Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. Which they're oh, just God. doing the rematches. Shout, shout out to, we're going to get some spin the wheel, make the deal matches, I heard. Yeah. Um, so, and, okay, so next week, though, we got a preview on Gate of Destiny, then. Oh, I'm all in more Dragon Gate. That's for sure. Yeah, because um, that's going to rock. Dude, two, the two, uh, two single title matches, man, we get a... Uh, the 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 uh, Brave Gate's gonna be Kaito Ishida against Kaisuke Okuda. That's gonna. Ooh, that's gonna. I can't wait for them to kick the hell out of each other. Um, and then Big R's teaming with uh, Doi and Punch Tomonaga against Yoshida Diamante and Kazuma Sakamoto for the the six man the triangle. And then I'm down with eight, eight to KZ for the Dream Gate will be awesome. Where's Ben K in the card? Ben K's in the opener. Uh, it's Ben K, Strong Machine, Dre. Uh, and they are tagging with this man right here. Dragon Daya! Taking on BB Hulk. Uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, So it it, it doesn't list um, BB Hulk's partners. Well, what about that picture I sent you? Who was the black leather clad? An H. Ooh. Is that who the one on the ground yeah, so they got another mystery guy at this show, too. I swear, it better be that Sakamoto. He owes me one. Um, oh, so, so get, uh, thank you for uh, listening to WrestleCast Radio. Don't forget to check out uh, over on Twitch.tv of forward slash WrestleCast Radio this uh, Friday night, 10 p.m. Standard Time Pro Wrestling Summit. Uh, also, don't forget to, uh, wherever you pod your cast, uh, to download, subscribe, and review over on Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, review, review, because we are again in that top five, top six wrestling category on blogtalkradio.com forward slash media. Go say uh, like in there as well. Um, but uh, Apple, apparently that moves the algorithm. So uh, unfortunately, I'm a Galaxy dude, but uh, definitely uh, all you Apple users, five stars, let us know how we are doing. Um, also, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash 
WrestleCast uh, 1999 shirts. Uh, some really awesome uh, options there, uh, whether it's uh, the um, shirts or, you know, Japanese leather kaiji, uh, but also a Pro Wrestling Summit shirt as well. Uh, Ryan, what else do you got uh, going on with the uh, Dodgers? Uh, how many games do they win? Uh, I, I, I still think they win it. I think they win it. I think it's going to go six or seven. Tampa Bay's okay. tough. But I just I don't think I don't think they have the bats to to pull it out. That's the problem. Yeah. Is, is you got to you got to put a lot of runs in every single game, and I don't think they have the firepower to do it. Walker Bueller's pitching tomorrow, so that that helps. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident, but I think it goes six or seven, which is going to stretch. Six or me seven, out. yeah, yeah. Man, I, in perfect world would be done by Sunday, and I could I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, well, I'm, I'm three wins away from having the, the, the Lightning Lakers and Dodgers all win in back-to-back-to-back, like, weeks and months. Yeah, uh, all we need is a uh, Sasha Banks uh, championship victory. Then you're all set. <laughs> find out Friday and find – or find out Sunday and find out this week over here at WrestleCast Radio. Um, we'll probably start tweeting soon again. Also, thank you. Go to our Facebook page, WrestleCast Radio, for announcing that wonderful uh, breaking news earlier. So, thank you for everyone. He is Ryan. I am Alex. Uh, thanks for stopping in, checking in. I don't know. I'm going to eat more fish tacos. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>